Hello and welcome to The Hill is Always Greener, a show where four friends and a guest have chill discussions about Sonic the Hedgehog to distract themselves from the inevitable passage of time and their own rapidly waning ability to relate to the youth. Oh, I'm feeling that. I'm Rock the Jake. I'm Cyberlink. I'm Game Buddy. And I'm Falero. And who's that with us this time? I'm Boomba, your favorite caveman YouTuber, and I'm YouTuber. I'm kind Bunga. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do it. It's my intro. The second caveman VTuber we've had on this podcast. Uh, the older brother of Fang, apparently. <laughs> I, I wonder why. I, 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 it's almost as if like someone has a thing for cavemen. <laughs> <laughs> now, you might be thinking this might actually be a you know very well-intentioned attempt to tie into the fact that Sonic 2 was originally going to include a time travel mechanic, but you're wrong. That's something I only thought about literally 10 seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. That's so cool. I didn't know that. Oh. Well, that's why you're here on this podcast. For that's why I'm here to learn. Learn very useless information that's not going to help you in life whatsoever. <laughs> but maybe in a conversation that's about That's our Sonic. mission statement. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing that says relating to the youth like cave people. Yeah, no. <laughs> next true. time I meet sweaty gamers, all this information <laughs> I'm going to absorb from you guys. And I'm going to throw it at them. <laughs> Uh, Boomba, do you want to tell us about your uh, history with Sonic the Hedgehog? Oh boy. Yeah, so Sonic 2 was actually my first uh, Sonic title. I played with my brother as Tails, and I honestly remember doing so much (laughs) um, as Tails, but that wasn't really true. We played a lot, and then my brother was like, yo, we need to play adult games no more sonic when we were like 10 so i stopped and then <laughs> and then I, I i didn't look past until last year when i was talking to my friend about our favorite our you know our types in anime characters or whatever and i said yeah i'm really into sundere and um chunis like they're the i they just activate me and then my friend was like oh so you mean shadow the hedgehog and i was like what and they're like, <laughs> you literally just described Shadow the Hedgehog. I'm like, Shadow the Hedgehog? Oh. And so I'm like, wait, so what game does Shadow the Hedgehog come in? And they were like, Sonic the Adventure 2. And I was like, okay. And I need to play one, right? And so started playing Sonic again. Uh, I started with Sonic Adventure 1. It was my first 3D Sonic and it was a lot. And yep, I'm here. <laughs> It was so much of a so much of an experience for you that I talked about you on a previous episode of this podcast as an example of some <laughs> of like normal people trying to play Sonic the Hedgehog in 3D. Because uh, you suffered. Yeah. <laughs> I suffered. You guys were very kind. My chat wasn't very kind. They were like, what is wrong with you? Just play the game normally. I just couldn't walk on the beach. I was just losing it on the first brain. You know, like with just like with anything, I realized the more I played it, the more my body adjusted to the thing, uh, to the game. I, I know this is ridiculous, and it is it is probably an unfair criticism. But Sonic is so fast. Why is he so fast? <laughs> he is, I just I, I was losing it. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like. I'm like going everywhere. I'm like, this is so much power. I don't know if I, I can have this. <laughs> it's about drive. It's about power. Normally people wouldn't be like, why is Sonic so fast? But Boomba is not like normally. <laughs> no, no, it is a lot, especially in Sonic Adventure. You've like we 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 have to accept the fact that we are like man, we are died in the wall Sonic fans who have like we know that stuff. We, we we it's almost like we don't remember a time when we weren't like 
this deep into Sonic. So, so yeah, we have, sometimes we need to take a step back and see how other people handle mm. these games. And apparently, it's a bit of a struggle at first. Yeah, definitely a struggle. I will say I do love Jink. So despite me <laughs> struggling and despite me like cursing and being upset and whatever, I loved Sonic Adventure 1. So despite me having a hellish time, I kind of kind of cherish the hellish time because it pushed me to do my best, you know. So. And that's how the seed gets planted. <laughs> <laughs> and all of this was just so you could meet your future love, Shadow the Hedgehog. Yes, yes. I played Sonic Adventure 2. I met Shadow the Hedgehog and um, he was great. He was just as, I don't know. People say that he changed a lot over the years. So it's, it's quite, he has quite the journey. That's for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. I, I think Sonic Adventure 2 Shadow is still one of my favorites of, of Shadow yeah. <laughs> in general. He's the coolest. Yeah, he's great. My friend's been accompanying me in that because they did not a- approve of him because he had guns, apparently. I'm like, that's not a good reason <laughs> to just reject him. There, there has to be a reason why he has guns. So, um, it's because yeah. they're cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's because Sega thought, man, what if we made the edgiest game possible? Let's give our platforming hedgehog a gun. Multiple guns. And they did that for one game. That's yes. all he needed. <laughs> and boy, did I hear already such um, raving reviews of that game. <laughs> so, yeah. We haven't we'll covered that it one on the podcast, day. but one day... Yeah, oh boy. It's, it's probably oh coming boy. up sooner sooner rather than later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's good to see you guys acknowledge that stuff despite being super fans. Look, oh, yeah. you can be a fan of Sonic the Hedgehog, and doing that means also accepting all of the bad. Because there's <laughs> yeah. so much. Like, we love Sonic, but there have been more missteps than you could imagine. So, yeah, Sonic is doing great these days. So that's yes, it. he is. Yeah, I'd like to think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've talked before about how Sonic is very much an American character. You know, even though he was created <laughs> in Japan, what's more American than struggling in your twenties and then finding your footing in your thirties? <laughs> <laughs> right. Also, he's red, white, and blue. I guess. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> America, <laughs> uh, America, the Hedgehog. <laughs> so that's why he sang the national anthem that one time. Oh God! Don't put in a clip. No, no, you, you Jeremy of the future me. editing this episode. No. Fight the temptation. You would have to take the project file away from me to get that in there. That's true. <laughs> so I'll be it's editing this episode. <laughs> hey, before we move on to our main topic. Jeremy, you said you had some Sonicy news to talk about. Yeah, it has no, it has no uh, uh, chronological, you know, time release thing. It's just a funny thing I did, which was download almost twenty gigabytes of official Sonic art from uh, someone's personal archive. So, if you ever find yourself thinking, "Ah, oh, man, I can't remember," there was an official Sonic picture. It was this? I probably own it now. So, <laughs> just, <laughs> just let. Letting you know That's you've got all the sonic name. screensavers oh yes in pro- uh, probably several different resolutions now wow all of like uh naoto oshima's old art uh some judy toyota stuff they've posted to their twitter etc etc 
question is all this art safe for work <laughs> yes <laughs> that's why official. i said official <laughs> now okay if there's some mysterious official not safe for work sonic images out there i'm just gonna say well maybe i shouldn't say that <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna if say official. nothing on that subject yeah uh, Although that does remind me, there was a piece of art by one of the official Sonic Channel um, artists, which, um, I mean, technically it's, uh, you could say it's safe for work, but um, man, if Fangu were here right now to look at this particular image of Rooster oh. Bear. Oh my. Oh. <laughs> I don't oh. think that one's in my archive, so uh, thank you. And for those of you who are listening to this in podcast land, wondering what we're talking about, um... You know what? Just we'll just leave it to your imagination. Now, today's, <laughs> yeah. today's subject. Uh, well, so as we are at time of release of this episode, it will be November, and that will mean that it is generally around the release date of Sonic the Hedgehog two, the game. That's right, not the movie this time. The game, the 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 thing which has been replaced by the movie in all search results for some reason. I don't like it. Don't yeah. like it very much. I like the movie, but you know, priorities, movie, people. Yeah, but you're not better. <laughs> I'm not that mad because you know. But anyway, we're talking specifically about Sonic the Hedgehog two on the Mega Drive slash Genesis, the the sequel to the first Sonic game. The, the and you know, usually when sequels come out, then they don't quite live up to things. But man, oh man, Sonic was there to break the tradition with that. With woof. Does anyone else want to say anything about this game? <laughs> <laughs> it, it definitely it definitely updated from the first game and really just came out in spectacular style because, man, that's I, I know we're going to say this tons and tons of times today, but Sonic 2 is a great game. It is so good. <laughs> yep. Sonic 2 is still my favorite classic Sonic game, flaws and all. Woo! Whoa. It really is a classic. It's... The music slaps. The gameplay is great. <laughs> I, I was I was gonna say I I my my caveman baby brain was blown <laughs> when I saw Tails' tail spin like that and him fly. It still <laughs> it still had the same effect. It's amazing. It's great. It's beautiful. Yeah, like I I have the fondest memories of seeing this come out. Like I suppose it was ninety three when I got into Sonic, so the game was already out. But they were still showing it off in like. Uh, the electronic stores and everything. Like, I was going in there to, like, God knows, was it Tandy? I can't remember half of the ones that we had over here. But yeah, I went in there and there was Sonic 2 playing and it, it, I just finished Sonic 1 and this was, like, a blast of colour right in my eyes. Like, it's like, it's like it really is, like, Sonic 1, but more. <laughs> That's how they should have <laughs> described this game because there's, there's a moment, and I probably brought this up before, but the um, isekai anime un <laughs> Uncle from Another World describes yeah. his first love, and it's Sonic oh, yeah. and Tails, and he has this vivid <laughs> memory of seeing the game playing on a little TV screen in a shop, and I'm like, yeah, that's my history too, mate! I tell ya! <laughs> I, I won't rehash the story again, but Sonic 2 was also my first Sonic game when it came <gasps> with my Genesis, and I would just like to point out that Sonic Tuesday... The release date in the West was on my birthday that year. Hooray! Hey! <laughs> best birthday present. That was like the whole thing. Like they were doing a, to the best of their ability, they tried to do a like worldwide release. Maybe not quite precisely that, because I think it got out a little bit early in Japan. But aside from that, though, they, they really wanted this to hit the world at the same time. This, this brand new Sonic experience. 
Yeah, it, it was a big deal at the time. But like, it, we have to sort of like. Oh, sorry, you're gonna say? Oh no, I was gonna say it's also the first co-op Sonic. So that was great. That was that, yeah. that's what drew everybody in. Oh, we're gonna get into that aspect of the game because that's a big part of what makes it so pick up and playable by families, but. Like, the game started, I think, like, there's a lot of details about its development, but early on, this was basically, like, Yuji Naka was, like, fed up with stuff at Sega or Japan, apparently, and he was in America, and then, like, the, was it the Sega Technical Institute in America? They'd, like, like, they basically lured him over, like, come, look at our magical office and see what you can find and see what you can create here in our laboratory, and uh, (laughs) what, that is basically what happened, that's basically what led to Sonic 2, which is... Like, while while over in Japan, Naoto Oshima was, like, working on the, the next Sonic title, uh, Yuji Naka was, like, heading the project, and he brought his own team of Japanese uh, people from Sega of Japan to work together to create the Sonic sequel, with, unlike, like, basically the update of Sonic. The Sonic, learning from the mistakes of the previous game and being like, let's streamline everything and make this brand new, this exceptional Sonic experience. That was... That is me putting words in their mouths, but I'm pretty sure that's what they were going for when they were made Sonic <laughs> 2. And there were lots of plans for it. Like, originally, like, what's interesting about it is, like, early plans for it, as alluded to earlier, it was going to be have, like, a time travel mechanic. There, are, There's a lot of information out there, uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, when they were planning to make this, like, take place over a series of eras of, of throughout the course of the game. Uh, and that would be what Sonic CD became, in a way, just in a different style. But, uh... But in the end, what we finally got was just a pretty linear Sonic game, but it's a darned good one. And one that has, like, continued to... I would argue Sonic 2 has stayed in the public consciousness maybe more than any other classic Sonic game. Yeah, more so than the original Sonic game. Like, as much as, like, Green Hill and everything, like, from the the beginning of Sonic is iconic, as we talked about in our Sonic 1 episode, a lot of people just played that first bit because the rest of the game is actually quite hard and challenging and a bit more platformer-based. But Sonic 2 is, like, one of those ones that you can just pick up and play. And you can, and you can like, and it doesn't, and I don't think it like wears out as welcome too much. I agree. I, um, I recently for this episode, I, I started playing the origins version of Sonic two, just to completely refresh myself getting into it. And I, it was it, just going level to level. It was really interesting how I was able to notice now, like you said, how very pickup and play it is. It's still got its challenges. It's not, it's not like Sonic baby mode or anything, <laughs> but, but, um, it, it's, it's still very fun to play. It's still got a lot of really great design in the levels and it's like, it really is what a sequel of any game should be. It should be taking what worked in the first game and making it better. And it does that in strides. Yeah. And I also think it's important to remember that like how much influence Sonic two had on the perception of Sonic at the time, because Sonic two was kind of the biggest influence on all of the extended media that was coming out at the time, you know, both comics, both cartoons, everything was kind of building on Sonic 2, not least of which through its inclusion of a certain character. But you could kind of see a lot of that influence in everything that was coming out of Sonic 2, be it in how the characters are portrayed, how, like, the villains are portrayed. A lot of that stuff has roots in that game specifically, much more so over the first one. I agree. Like, it's not a coincidence that the Sonic 2 movie had a parody of the Sonic 2 box art because that image is just 
emblazoned in a lot of people's minds is just oh, com- yeah. totally iconic. We're specifically talking about the Western box art, by the way. Uh, yes. Because the, the Japanese one is really great, too, that color splash and everything. But we all think of that giant 3D2 towering overhead with Sonic and Tails <laughs> in the front and and Robotnik with his weird gaping eye, eye holes grasping down on the two. It's Yeah. Oh, that's an image. <laughs> Some good stuff. It sticks with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could really tell they actually wanted to improve from the first game's formula like they got rid didn't they get rid of all the levels that people didn't like (laughs) and like uh kind of enhanced the levels that there were or something there were aspects of sonic one's levels in there i think I think you could definitely argue, like, I'm sure we'll go into details, but the, the one that stands out to me is that Aquatic Ruin is the quote-unquote water level, but unlike Labyrinth Zone, you can skip, like, 99% of the water itself <laughs> if you play Aquatic Ruin, like, pretty skillfully. Yeah, and even when you do get in the water, it never really slows you down that much. Like, there, there's not, like, a Marble or a Labyrinth Zone where you are forced to really slow down aside from a certain zone we'll get to we'll later. get to it later on in the game <laughs> but, but at least but at least that doesn't happen until very very late in the game like the early game still manages to retain that sense of speed for the most part like i don't recall a whole lot of spots where you had to really like stop and do precision platforming chemical plant zone there's you know a few areas but nothing quite as egregious you know and that's a. I think that sort of takes us into. Like, let's talk about these brand new features that make Sonic Two sort of stand out. And the biggest one is the one that we could. It's basically an absence in Sonic One that we took the time to talk about not being there when we discussed that game. And that's the spin dash. Now, game woo-hoo. changer. Yeah. Now you could argue that maybe like it's a little cheaty to have like a, a, a instant—I wouldn't say instant momentum, but pretty fast momentum. Like just by holding down, pressing the button, and Sonic does a little rev up in that iconic fashion, and then zooms off. But I, I come on, man, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sonic. Yep, and I think, I mean, from from our research, especially during Sonic 1, like, the spin dash was always something that they kind of wanted in Sonic 1 and just couldn't get it perfect in time. But, I mean, the, I think the main evidence we have is that, like, the Sonic Jam and all the other re-releases where, like, Yuji Naka, the lead programmer, is literally like, no, I'm going to put this in here now. I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, it's not like they haven't... You know, they still balance the new levels around the fact that you do have the spin dash. So it doesn't feel that much like cheating because they account for it when they are adding in hazards and different routes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And even then, it's not going to, you have to be real, real good if you want to get to some of the harder areas just off a fresh spin dash. Like if you're playing it casually and have never played through it before, you know, just spin dashing alone is not going to get you up there. You still got to learn like the most effective kind of techniques to take advantage of it you know well it is like essentially it is the roll mechanic from sonic one which i thought was like a one of the main means of gaining momentum because what people don't realize is that if you're just pushing sonic and he's just running along he's not going to gain quite as much speed as if you just like tuck into a roll yeah so to have it like to give you basically give yourself a little speed boost that automatically puts you in the roll position so you can like use momentum and like bounce around on the inclines and stuff just makes sense 
yeah, it's it's such a great addition, and I think it's I, I, the fact that that Sonic One contain, contains some pinball elements. Um, we I remember we talked about those a lot, but the fact that you have the spin dash combined with like the pinball slash casino stage that everyone and their mom remembers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it it's just oh man, it's so good. How do you feel about the spin dash there, Boomba? <laughs> I really, I mean, I when I think of Sonic, I think of the spin dash. I can't. Right. Well, there you it's, go. It's wild to think a, there's a game that exists without it, you know? Like, because a lot of times when I did get a chance to play Sonic, that's what I would love spamming over and over again. It was, <laughs> it was kind of like, I don't know, satisfying to my ears to hear the buildup and then, you know, you see Sonic take off. I thought it was so interesting the like overwhelmingly positive reaction to the reveal that they were putting the spin dash in Sonic Frontiers <laughs> that like people <laughs> lost their minds in a good way and I was like that's pretty neat yeah people people when you when you think Sonic you think spin dash and this is the game that started it all <laughs> it's so nostalgic yep. yeah Sonic CD has its own little version of the spin dash even though it's it's different enough especially in modern re-releases from the uh you know the super peel out but I love it when S- Sonic games include all of his moves even if you don't really need them like like Sonic Mania is one where like they give you the options to turn on like all of Sonic's extra moves and it's like yeah because they're cool even if you don't really <laughs> need them <laughs> <laughs> I want Sonic at optimum form to be able to pull off all of his signature maneuvers. It just it just feels right, darn it. <laughs> You're not wrong. I don't want to play with half a Sonic. I want the full Sonic experience. Give me the super <laughs> Give me the spin dash. Wanna go zoomy. The uh <laughs> the lesser known catchphrase of Sonic the Hedgehog, wanna go zoomy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually I'd, I'd, I would take that over. Gotta go fast to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> It's not much of a competition. Imagine like the Sonic 3 movie is like being promoted and coming out and one of the posters just says, gotta go zoom me. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you guys like compare this game to the movie and were like, were you guys like, oh, I'll see if the events kind of fit with the game. <laughs> no, <laughs> we did not expect that for a second. Yeah. There, are, there are parts of Sonic 2 in here, but that is the movie is Sonic 2, Sonic 3, and their original human, <laughs> which, which is fine. Which is fine. But, you know. Yeah. Although I am glad that they brought back the Limp Biscuit reference from Sonic 2. <laughs> yeah. Man, we really missed out on the advertisement collaboration of the century with Sonic Adventure, Sonic 3D Blast, and Limp Biscuits rolling. Speech and Durst processing. <laughs> well, gotta go Durst. Um, but enough talking about the spin Durst. Let's talk about another element of this game. With me and my generation. Um, this is. So, another thing that showed up, well, I can't really call it a thing. I can't, I should call him a thing. We're talking yeah. about Tails. Tails! Oh, nice. Tails is here! Don't objectify him, my baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Oh, Tails. Tails was my favorite character for a good long stretch when I was oh. a kid. Tails is still my favorite character to this day. He's so wholesome and cute and wonderful and perfect in design. <laughs> If you oh. if you open up a dictionary and look for the term best boy, it's just a picture of Tails. 
Tails is the little brother character meant for little brothers to play as, because that's more or less the experience for, uh, I'd say, a lot of families picking up this game, because Tails was the co-op character. Like, he was there following after Sonic, and the two, and the second player could pick up a controller, and they could be Tails, and they could pretend like they were contributing to the game, <laughs> which is right. perfect for a younger <laughs> sibling. <laughs> yep. I, I remember this was one of the few games... I remember my dad used to play a lot of Super Mario Brothers, the original, like enough to like figure out several of the secrets in that first world. Like, oh, oh that that one up mushroom in, in one one and the, uh, you know, the secret exit in one two. And by the time we got the Genesis, he wasn't I don't think he played too much of single player Sonic, um, but we played the two player version. And I think we would always take turns of like who was Sonic and Tails on that competition. I do remember playing the single player with two controllers with my uh, younger sister a lot, who was Tails. And that was always <laughs> very fun. And yeah, there is just something like magical about you know you're you are helping a little bit with tails you can can you score some hits on the boss in sonic 2 i can't yeah, remember yeah, you can. uh-huh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can help it's just you know if you you, if you go no too hate. fast there <laughs> they have you have to stop and wait for them i think I, i'm memories are flooding back i remember especially like chemical plant like running too fast and you know my sibling being frustrated and saying okay i'll stop and here comes tails down from the ceiling (laughs) (laughs) and tails is just invincible really i mean yeah tails can die but he comes back because he's a kitsune that's part of their lore i think maybe i don't know are you saying that tails is undefeatable he's like jesus christ he comes back alive all the time Yeah, our boy Miles Prower, as is his actual real name, uh, named by his creator in the uh, the because the, they did another little contest when they were making uh, this character, like they did with Sonic and with Eggman. I'm pretty sure. And uh, what we got with uh, the winner of this character design contrast was Yasushi Yamaguchi, aka Judy Tatoya, as known in the credits, who created Tails, except for the. the he was very insistent that the character was called Miles. And Sega were like, no, we want to call him Tails. He's like, well, I want him to be Miles. And there was a whole kerfuffle until they eventually decided, okay, his real name's Miles, but Tails is his nickname. And he was like, fine. <laughs> I believe it was Sega of America that did not like the Miles and was pushing for Tails particularly. Right. I'm pretty, yeah, Madeline Schroeder and the gang were like, no, no, no band. I mean, I think I think what they settled on, which is Miles, Tails, Prower is just like the best of both worlds. Like, I couldn't imagine it any other way. It's such a not only a cute pun, but I mean, I think just the fact that this adorable little fox child has a full legal government name and a nickname <laughs> just adds to it. <laughs> Well, Tails is what everybody knows him by, but Miles Prower is what they had to put on his pilot license. Uh, Yes, exactly. (laughs) I think they probably made the right decision in the end just because, like, Tails is something, like, you immediately get. It's, like, with Sonic and with Knuckles later, it immediately tells you everything you need to know about this character and, like, what defines him, what he can do. Whereas, you know, Miles Prower, it's a good pun, but it's also a pun that... In my experience and in conversations we have had on this podcast, people take way too long to actually pick up on. <laughs> yeah. 
but it does make him sound like an Ace Attorney character, which I it appreciate. Does. Yeah. But then again, they already have a Miles. <laughs> That's mm. also well, true. He's a cooler Miles, this one. So. <laughs> um, but it's funny though. I have, before I came here to record this, I uh, I was in D and D, and I was telling my friends about this podcast and my friend over there had the same experience he was like yep i was always tails tails is still my favorite character he's still my oh. comfort character i'm like exactly oh. you get it me and you are the same <laughs> i'm glad that you like tails so much which is why just to take us back a few days uh, me and boomba played some sonic 2 together uh, over over like a web browser based thing perfectly legally i'm sure um and uh <laughs> you yeah. played Tails and I played Sonic because I've played it a bit more, so it made the experience a lot swifter. Can but, I yell uh, at awesome. Sega for just a minute? How dare you guys <laughs> take away the co-op of this game? How are we going to play co-op legally if you guys don't let us? What the heck? I wonder if you can play. Can you play it on Sonic Origins like with friends? Yes. Online? Not online. Oh, darn it. Back to, well, I suppose that's a true experience. Cal- I Cal- guess. Okay, never <laughs> I mind. I want to play it with friends like we did. <laughs> and that was a lovely experience because Boomba got to be the little brother again. Yes, I do. I mean, there, there are ways to do it. Like you could do theoretically like play the PC version, use Steam Remote Play or something. The point is, it was a lovely experience. <laughs> it was. It was very lovely. I, I was very shocked at how much... I mean, I guess I should have known, but how much of a gamer Falera was, I got to see it by my... I was like, whoa, you're really going through these levels. I'm just jumping at bosses every now and then, I guess. Now please understand, I am only a gamer when it comes to Sonic the Hedgehog games that were released in the 90s. Of that, I am very good and very not very good at other things, but by golly, put me in front of Sonic 2 on the Sega Mega Drive, a game that I have played an obscene... Un, like possibly illegal amount of times <laughs> then I'm your man I'll, I'll get us to death egg zone and beat the final boss even though my my computer restarted part way through me had to pick up a save state but I still did it damn it you did it I want to complain about an element about the game but I'll, I can wait it almost made me yeah, sick we'll, I will say that <laughs> we'll keep definitely that, get keep there. that for later yeah we'll, okay, we'll definitely but, get there but one thing I wanted to bring up that I think that a lot of people forget about is that Something that has only really been added in later uh, re-releases of the game is that Tails could not initially fly in Sonic 2. Like, he was purely just jumping like Sonic, and you'd only see him, you know, using his tails to fly when he was coming back from off-screen floating down. Yeah, yeah, that was his respawn animation, essentially. Yeah, Yeah. it was automated, (laughs) yeah. I thought this was very interesting, and it even ties into, I kind of wanted to touch on, I don't 100% remember the story, so I, I feel like the story of Tales um, in in both like the American, like the localization and like the, the little blurb in the Japanese bit, like mentions that Tails just like encounters Sonic one day and that like he ran so fast after Sonic that like his tails spun up and that's how he was <laughs> keeping up with Sonic. Um, and also just how interesting that that story got like uh like fleshed out i think one of the first times we see a little bit of it in his flashback in sonic adventure um you know where he's reminiscing after the i think it's after the first tornado crashes and then i don't think we would see like a full illustration of like what is now known as tails as like official origin that like he was picked on because of his tails and found 
uh, Sonic's tornado um, until like Sonic X, like Tails literally has a flashback that is a animated adaption of like the little Sonic 2 story. And then like even that has been fully like canonized and fleshed out in uh, some of the animations for Sonic Origins, which introduced our favorite uh what what have we called them the chav raccoon dog <laughs> have you seen this animation by the way boomba from sonic origins because it's very cute oh my gosh i'm watching it right now okay yes. my reaction, my oh. reaction to the opening I mean, what scene. are you doing to tails no oh my gosh. Oh, they're pulling on him oh oh good good i'm glad they got they died i think <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, Sonic winked at Tails. He's like, yeah, come on, buddy. Let's go. You and me forever. Oh, he's flying. Oh, wait, he... Wait, is that the first time he flew? Presumably, yeah. according yeah. to the canon of that. <laughs> yeah, he seems shocked at his own flying abilities. Oh, that was great. Thank you. There you go. Oh, my gosh. My heart is bigger now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you should get that checked out. <laughs> the hill is always greener. We make the hearts grow larger. <laughs> you know, we kind of mentioned the spin dash. Um, do you think, and they did add it for Origins or the, uh, you know, the 2013 remake um, and then in Origins. But the fact that they went back and added Tails' ability to pick up Sonic and fly like Sonic 3. Is that another, like, do you think if they could have done it in Sonic 2 originally, they would have? Or do you think they were, like, when it came to Sonic 3, they were like, what else can we add for Tails? I don't know. I just think it's I think it's something that they just didn't think of at the time. Like I think that Tails flying might have been something they thought about and maybe they just didn't have time since obviously, you know, they rushed a it. lot of stuff got cut. But, you know, I I would not be surprised if uh the idea of Tails carrying Sonic was just something they thought of later. But I think that if they had thought of it during Sonic 2 and they had the time to implement it, they totally would have been down with that. I think I might have seen it in some of the cartoons and comics like before Sonic 3 came out, right? Like the very idea yeah. of Sonic being, carrying, being carried by Tails, because it just makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's just common sense. Like I definitely remember scenes of Tails carrying Sonic in the cartoons. Like I, the one I think I remember the most is the one that flashes in uh, Adventures where it flashes back to how Sonic and Tails first met. Yeah, I do like its inclusion in the uh, the Origins remake. The custom, uh, like new Sonic Two sprites uh, that look more in line um, with his his Sonic Two look are very cute. <laughs> but uh, that would have been great to have when me and Boomba were playing it because we were playing like the vanilla Mega Drive version. Which and yeah, Boomba's <laughs> just follow me along in the special stages too. Uh, but we'll get to those. We'll get to those. Mm. While we are talking about Tails, um, there's a small like reference that I want to make that might hit for like, I don't know, three to ten people. <laughs> that um, it, This also kind of correlates with the fact that Sonic music now is much harder than it used to be. All this to say, there's a band called A Day to Remember that has a song called You Be Tails, I'll Be Sonic. They're, uh, they're a hardcore band from Florida, and I just wanted to make that reference in I case anybody. 
also on that note since this is basically the the tales the introduction episode Tails is also a VTuber. I love it. It's great. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> he sure is now. That's a better reference than mine. <laughs> Tails Tube is pretty great. It made me so happy. I watch everything they turn out. I feel like we'll be here all day if we keep talking about Tails because <laughs> Tails is so good. Uh, just worth noting, there's also a two-player mode. Me and Boomba didn't really have time to play it, and it's it's fine. It's fine. You just play a couple of levels, and yeah. I, actually, we did play like we played it really briefly, and I felt so bad finishing the level so much faster. Than no, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I have the I have the brainworms. I'm sorry. Yeah, he beat it uh, like within like seconds, and I was like still trying to find like I'm like oh okay yeah, and then I jump on here and then right there, and then yeah we I got there somehow at the end, but yeah there was no competition. Oh. I remember my family hated the teleport boxes that would switch your positions. <laughs> I do also love the like exclusive music tracks in the uh, the two player music. That the one for Emerald Hill is just got such a great little intro. The it's so reggae, I think. It's yeah, go for with that. Oh man, you you do have to squint a little bit to make out your sprites on these because uh, it's very squashed. The, 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 it's squint, it's squished together, but they're fine little things. It's just some. It's just. I guess it's an opportunity for the little brother to feel like, ah, I can beat my big brother at this, and then they fail <laughs> miserably. Um, but it's cool. It's it's cool that they added that. Uh, it's not much of a two player mode, but I like that it's there, and then. There's the biggest feature, well, possibly the biggest feature. I mean, most people will say Tails, but I think it's what a really iconic feature for Sonic. It's when Sonic ripped off Dragon Ball at one, once again. Yes, it's super completely Sonic. original concept. <laughs> well, you say that, but I remember finding this image, which I think is in uh, Sonic Origins yeah. Gallery, and that is Super Sonic, literally in the very famous Super Saiyan yeah. Goku three quarters from above. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I love it. <laughs> he looks like he's on fire, which is what the Super Saiyan look used to look like. And it's what Sonic Super Sonic looks like in this. And I like that effect. Yeah. Is this the first? I think the first uh, um, entry for Super Sonic, right? Yep. This game. Yep. It was basically just like to give you something for getting the emeralds this time. <laughs> so you just get speed shoes and invincibility and really cool sprites. Eight foot tall vertical leap. Yep. You can still drown and get smushed. And run out of time. Fall off the stage. So you're not really <laughs> invincible, but it looks cool. You're you're invincible-ish. Yeah. But you're not immortal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, invincibility and immortality, two very different things as we yes. discussed. Yes. yes. <laughs> I will say, thanks to me, poor Falero did not achieve this in our playthrough. <laughs> we tried. Not for lack of trying. It's harder to do it on the Mega Drive version, but we'll get into why. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Supersonic is cool. I, I like that he's in this one. Some people don't like getting to play as him. Sorry, Chris Meyer. Um, but that's fine. <laughs> this is for the, the people who want to play as him. And you don't have to. Although in this game, it is harder to avoid becoming Supersonic because once you get all the emeralds, the moment you jump, you transform. Uh, they fix that for later versions. But yeah. The the impressive thing is that if you are really good, you could. I believe you could theoretically get supersonic before you even beat the first zone yeah oh, an wow. emerald hill zone yeah. like sorry to give it away but emerald hill zone might be called that for a reason because uh, you can get all seven emeralds there if you're real good is there enough like checkpoints to be able to do yep. it or yep oh, okay Whoa. believe so 
I usually have to pick up at least the last one in Chemical Plant, but I do think if you if you know how to get through the the sprawling layouts of Emerald Hill one and two, there are enough. Yeah, I, I did it in Chemical Plant in my most recent playthrough. Also, uh, Tails doesn't get a super form. You can play as Tails throughout the whole game. It's the same experience, more or less, because he hasn't got any special abilities in this one. But he doesn't get to go super, because that's only for the big boys. Tails is already <laughs> super. He does not need anything. It's perfect. <laughs> He's super cute. Hey. So we plug the cartridge into the console, try not to get the dust uh, up in the air this time, and start playing Sonic 2 properly now. Let's. Yes. Sega. Thank yeah, you. but this time Sonic does a little run. It's cool. <laughs> I, I love the little run to yeah. create the Sega logo. It's a nice touch. Well, okay, I'm just like going through the, everything that it goes through, like Sonic and Sonic and Miles Tails Power in Sonic the Hedgehog Two. It's the it's basically the Sonic One title screen, but cooler. Oh, it has little shinies. Two of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is a very good image, though. It's like, whoa, wait, who's that with Sonic? Again, one of those iconic images that is just burned into everybody's mind. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I feel like when when uh, different media like does a Sonic uh, title screen parody or whatnot, it's almost always Sonic 2. Like the uh, the OKKO one is like <laughs> markedly Sonic 2. I love that yep. one. Yep. And uh, here we are in West Side Island, a fact that I didn't know about this game until I... Uh, went on the internet i suppose because (laughs) no that information wasn't exactly in the instruction manuals i think at least in the west we didn't have that information but uh yeah it's a whole different island from sonic one whole different place a whole new world and a brand new attitude but you still gotta catch them all (laughs) Um, thank you for that uh can i just say how pretty this game is holy cow yes oh yes that, that is probably the biggest thing that always stands out to me going from Sonic 1 and Sonic CD is Sonic 2 is so... I feel like they just upped the contrast on all the colors by like mm. 100%. Sonic is bluer, everything pops out so much. Oh man, it is it is a gorgeous 16-bit yeah, game. The backgrounds, oh my gosh, they went, they went off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is the you know we we joke that Emerald Emerald Hill is like oh it's almost Green Hill again, but like <laughs> there's just such a different feeling in to Emerald Hill for me. Um, like it was the, gonna be Green Hill originally. Apparently they were just gonna redo it. But you look at this. This ain't just this ain't just Green Hill. This ain't your daddy's Green Hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds kind of never mind. <laughs> oh, I should watch my Stop. phrasing in the year 2023. <laughs> yeah, Emerald Hill is cool. Sorry, that's going to be my main thing here. This bit is cool. I like how cool this bit is. Oh, man, this bit is cool, man. But do you don't understand? Sonic was so cool at this time, and in this game in particular. And Emerald Hill, man. I think, uh, like like Green Hill and Sonic 1, I think Emerald Hill is the perfect introdent- introduction to Sonic 2, because... It has, um, like you've put this note in, like it's one of the few levels that I think encourages you to kind of try and speed through it as fast as you can on your first try. And it's very conducive to that. And also, like, you know, if you were a big Sonic 1 fan, you get to the end of Act 2 and realize, oh man, there is no Act 3. We're moving quick through these levels now. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. like a recurring thing throughout this. Not all the way through, but yeah, they they realized that superfluous third act was not necessary. And 
boy, it helps the it helps the pacing of this it game. Oh, truly lot. does. And that was something they would continue forward with for most of the later classic Sonic games. Actually, Sonic Four. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's the exception. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's one bad. step forward, a million steps back. <laughs> um, with Emerald Hill, I think we have at least one new enemy type, if not two. I th- so the coconuts, the uh, the monkey that throws coconuts from you in the trees. I believe he's a new character. Um, yep. The piranhas that jump at the water bridges are those new, or were they in Sonic One? They're they're based on the ones in Sonic One. Oh, okay, I think it was like choppers in the first one and mashers in this one. And if you're wondering why I know the names of all these, it's because Sonic the comic spent a lot of time bringing out pinups of all the different individual <laughs> bad nicks. So yeah. it was easy to memorize them. Oh, pinups, you say? <laughs> no, I know it makes it sound sexy, but it's not. <laughs> it's really not. Not that kind of pinup. <laughs> Yeah, like at least early on in Emerald Hill, you see a lot of enemies that are clearly kind of derived from the ones in Green Hill. So, you know, you've got the choppers becoming the mashers and then buzz bombers becoming buzzers. So it's there's that level of familiarity. But, you know, once we, we get past that point, things really start to diverge. Like it, they obviously wanted a li- something very similar to Green Hill to kind of evoke those same feelings and at least, you know, help the people who had gotten used to Sonic 1, you know, get their feet wet a little bit, be like, okay, yeah, I, I, I see what's going on here. There's this at least slight level of familiarity before they start really throwing people in the deep end with the new stuff. Yeah. And it's all streamlined too. Like, yeah, there are upper paths on this one, like in your traditional Sonic, but I feel like this one just feels like the most like straightforward. Uh, maybe you could say it's too, like, it makes it a little bit too simple, but no, I think it's a good, like jumping, a launch point, a launching point for people getting into Sonic. One of the things it does such a good job, like uh, illustrating is, in not only is this Green Hill adjacent, but different, but then you come across the the checkpoints, these lampposts, which look familiar, but are again different. And you also realize this is now how you get into the special stages. You don't have to carry those 50 rings all the way to the end anymore. Nope. Well, as soon as you get to the checkpoint, a little circle of stars, a halo of stars appears above it and you leap on in. And that's what takes you to the special stages. And it's worth talking about these because... Oh, yeah. I think when most people think of Sonic special stages, this is what comes to mind. Yeah. The half pipe. Mm. Not least of which because they keep doing it in different ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a formula that works. So, you know. As for, for me, as iconic as like the blue, uh, I almost said blue balls. <laughs> the, <laughs> as iconic. It's the old name. Yeah. Uh, for me, as iconic as the blue sphere uh, special stages are, um, in Sonic 3, honestly, I I prefer the half-pipe uh, special stages in Sonic 2 more, because I, I like it aesthetically, I like the gameplay, even if it gets a little frustrating here and there, uh, but then again, it's a special stage, it's supposed to be frustrating no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the, as much as I, yes, have, have outed myself as a Blue Spheres pervert, I do <laughs> think I like the aesthetics of the Sonic 2 special stages more. I love the the rallying. It almost feels like there should be a starter, starter pistol at the beginning of the, yeah, the special stage fun. song for this one. It's so good. Mm. I love that what sounds like a uh, just like a, a bass guitar, <laughs> that driving line on, on the, the special stage music. I, I will say for the special stages, I, I I hear you guys talking about you guys liking the aesthetic 
It honestly made me sick. I was like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I totally get it. Especially, goodness gracious, Falero, you reminded me of the the secret eighth one that was in the uh, the 2013 remakes and the origin yeah. versions that I definitely could see making someone sick, despite how cool it is. <laughs> I got to show you that later, Boomba. Uh, that yeah. was a surprise to me when I played it earlier. Really? Uh, oh. Man. But yeah, like, but on the original one in particular, like on the Mega Drive version, there are limitations to what they can do with this. It's a really impressive, like, mm-hmm. uh, quasi-3D stage. But it also, sometimes yeah, the colors don't blend super great and they can be a bit hard on the eyes. Folero told me to check out um, the Origins version too. So I did. And the special stages there had different colors and they were more... Like, visually, I don't know how to describe it other than, like, they were more comforting on the eyes, at least. This one had, like, shocking eyes and the same color scheme throughout the game. I was like, oh, my God, I, I, I my my eyes are, like, just popping out of my skull. I can't tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> that that is why i do love that they you know as, as much as i always want like the original version of these games available some way like i'm glad that there are fan versions and official versions now that have put like quality of life improvements to especially those those special stages to make them a little more not necessarily easier but yes like you said like more more palatable for people who have uh issues with the like straight up motion sickness or just right. yeah getting getting lost in those sprites i yeah. was telling falero i had the same problem i recently played murder of uh, sonic which by the way amazing i loved it so much um but there are they are um gameplay segments in it that have like oh yeah that mm-hmm. have like um the the, the the map or whatever the tiles whatever you want to call it they were actually making me sick they were like i was like seeing double and i was like guys i i think i have to see the doctor i'm seeing double like it's really bad <laughs> and my friends like reassured me like oh this is really common in like uh rhythm games or like games with a lot of color or stuff like you get that after a while i was like oh Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's probably. I wonder if that's like a like a like a version of the Tetris effect, where like the the, the moving shapes yeah. just like keep going in your brain. <laughs> right. I could definitely see that. I do remember playing these special stages so much as a kid, and uh, you know, as as a burgeoning little artist who was drawing dozens of sh- Sonic pictures, I remember my favorite thing about the special stages was thinking, "Oh my gosh, that's how you draw Sonic from behind." Okay, I need to take yeah. notes. <laughs> I love that little 3D Sonic sprite. Uh, yeah, he kind of looks like a Christmas tree. <laughs> I mean, that's how I understood Sonic to be when I was a kid. Um, I can't imagine why. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like the one thing about uh, the special stages is they're like if you're playing a Sonic and Tails, it is definitely designed for your the second player to be going off collecting rings as well. Because if you're playing it for the Tails AI, which is basically just you but with a second delay, uh, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've gotten used to handling Tails as an AI partner. But it, you, there's a very good chance he's going to hit some bombs that you didn't. You're like, ah, I dodged him. Tails, no! <laughs> yeah. And all of the uh, ring, and all the ring targets you need are increased by ten when you have a second yep. player because they assume that Tails is, you know, going to be competent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Tails is going to make your life easier. Like, oh no. Uh, 
if it's if if it, if the AI is supposed to mirror Sonic, I guess it makes sense in those segments where there's like coins like perfectly parallel to each other on on both the sides because I guess that would make it easier oh, to yeah. collect all of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, there were times when we were playing it together and you'd have to go off to the left and I went to the right and I was like, oh, that's how the game's supposed to be played. Nice. I'm going to interject in here. I'm going to I'm going to let Boomba correct themselves. You did accidentally say coins instead of rings. I'm sorry <laughs> I, I acknowledged it. I just I'm, chose not to. I'm so sorry. I'm, sa- I'm, saving, you, I'm saving you from a potential... T- a pedantic tweet on social media. I'm so sorry. I've been, I've been, my friends been correcting me. I've been playing Sonic Adventure. I still call them coins. It's, I'm sorry. It's the, it's the Mario games messing with me. But yes, rings. Rings, you rings, are, rings. You are fine. Rings, rings. We are, as, as we established, this is a safe place here <laughs> on the hill is always greener. Yeah. I'm a baby. Leave me alone. Anyways. <laughs> But yeah, I do like these stages. I think they're cool. I had a t-shirt as a kid with this design on it, and it was the coolest thing I ever had, and I can never find it anymore. So sad. (laughs) Tragic. So I mentioned earlier that I played, recently I played Sonic 2 um, on the Origins collection version, and I I don't know like if people are going to like gatekeep me and say that I didn't beat it legitimately, but screw it i use the, the the coins for like multiple repeats of the special stages and therefore collected all the emeralds like legitimately for the first time <laughs> i i did i did that too like special stage five and seven are a pain Oof, yeah. in particular so i don't i don't feel particularly guilty about it oh and i especially don't feel guilty about it for reasons that we will get to much much later oh. I, I am always of the opinion that I I don't care how anyone plays a game. Me personally, I know I've beat the game once at least on original hardware. I don't ever have to do it again if I don't want to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can do the fancy new versions that give you second chances and whatnot. That I don't have to prove myself to anybody. Fine. Exactly. Exactly. But with Sonic Origins, where you do actually collect coins. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, you collect coins that give you the opportunity to retry them after, immediately after failing, which is very convenient. Oh, I see. Anyway, collect all the emeralds to get a seizure at the end when you get the last one. That's your reward. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the, screen, the, yeah. The, sky, the sky starts flashing, and I'm like, well... Yeah. An- another okay. thing rightfully toned down and re-releases. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, there's the rest of the game to get to. Uh, hey, there's Robotnik at the end. Yes. <laughs> there's Robotnik at the end of Emerald Hill. I wanted to say, like, as far as a perfect illustration of, like, <laughs> you know, we already said this ain't your daddy Sonic one, is that you get to this boss, and instead of uh, Robotnik, like, slowly lowering down, he comes air, you know, airdropping into his new machine. <laughs> he is ready to... <laughs> like a helicopter. He's, like, he's got already got, like, a helicopter. And then he like, <laughs> drops into his new set of wheels. <laughs> look at this. Oh, man. Look hey, at that. Yo. With a big old drill at the end. Where are we yeah, dropping, boys? drill breaker. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you guys know, as we're talking about this, I'm also going along the walkthrough on YouTube. So I'm visually seeing everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's that helps uh i just love this boss so much i don't think i've really taken in like the fact that this is like a souped up monster truck hot rod eggmobile with a giant drill on it it's got the big tires it's got like the v8 engine in the back 
Man, this is one of my favorite Eggman bosses ever. <laughs> yeah, that, just looking at that, it reminds me that the wheels sort of like they they come upwards with the with the inclines on the right on the path. Yeah, like they've got know, big shocks. Yeah, man, I love that. And it's not that complicated. I mean, I love that it, it also has the last ditch. Like he throws the drill at the, at you, launches <laughs> it. His 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 final secret attack. <laughs> It's actually a really easy. <laughs> uh, please tell yeah. me there's a Sonic Kart game where he's riding this this car. Oh, That'd be so inexplicably no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I I cannot believe that's not a mod for like All Stars Transformed or something. <laughs> yeah. Modders get on it. <laughs> that's why we need a new really good Sonic racing game. <laughs> Someday. How much congressional lobbying do I have to do to get this to be street legal? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, half the half the jabronis in my town with lifted trucks, you just need to slap a drill on the front of them and that's basically it. <laughs> Same here, actually. You really cut through traffic, literally. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, pop on the uh, egg prison, which has changed slightly and and the uh, and Sonic, yeah, because Sonic doesn't run. Uh, this isn't. I almost thought this isn't worth pointing out, but this time Sonic doesn't run off the moment he breaks the egg prison. He just, you just sort of get to chill around while the, the victory music plays. <laughs> I always use that to just sort of goof around a little bit with Tails. Yes, yeah. I always did the objectively funniest thing was to get Sonic and Tails to balance on the edges yep. of yeah. the <laughs> prison. And so they're both doing their almost falling animation as the screen fades to black. <laughs> Sonic has three fall like balancing animations. He's got like his normal one, and he's got his like reverse one where he's like, whoa, whoa. and the best one is just where he's like, whoa, whoa. yeah, where he's like, he's his arms wheeling like his arms. <laughs> yep. Oh, so good. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Character. Tails is as well. He looks like he's balan- He's balancing on his tiny whittle foot. <laughs> <laughs> but that takes us to Chemical Plant Zone, another one that people think of Classic. when they think of Sonic. It's all in the music. It's a combination, I think. Oh. The music, oh, iconic. But also the level design here is like, they remembered that the second level in Sonic 1 was a bit of a slog, and they're like, oh, not this time, mister. <laughs> Yeah, this this might still be my favorite zone just because I do love the design. I love all the like transparency effects in like the foreground and background of like uh, just all this scaffolding and like, you know, this this objectively disgusting factory that is making <laughs> gross chemicals or mega Mac or mega muck, depending on your your preferred adaption slash translation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's so. not that's a made up one. <laughs> but it's ah, uh, yeah, and and the yes, the straightaway that shows you again, like <laughs> this ain't Sonic One. You can literally outrun the screen. It's so satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I would say like yeah, I love to earn my momentum in Sonic to in Sonic games and the classic ones, because because that's the most satisfying part. But th- th- there are a lot of points in this one where you're just being like sent flying off by those boost, th- those little boost guys that shoot you off, and you're just like, nah, this is the best experience in the world right now. I am living my life in a way that I never thought possible. I, I feel like there's there's a great balance, especially with the badniks, to where the badniks they they do a pretty good job of not just putting them right in your way. Like, you know, a, th- a thing that sometimes people rightfully criticize is like. 
in, in some Sonic game designs is like, oh, well, I didn't know there was an enemy there and it got me. And I feel like Chemical Plant does a great job of putting uh, the bad mix like right after like the ends of straightaways. Mm. And they are a little complicated. Like the, uh, the, you know, the spider guys, you're like, oh, I'll jump up there and hit him. And oh, no, he's got me. And the same with the uh, the little launcher uh, God, they always kind of looked like starfish from a weird angle to me that the, launched the, the little spinies. balls out. Oh, yeah. Yes. The, they're also like you kind of have to stop and wait and make sure you don't get hit by their like unique attack. And, uh, you know, same thing with the uh, the funny little <laughs> blue worm guys. Are they even bad nicks? They just piles of goop. <laughs> I think they're goop. I think yeah. they're deadly goop. They're just yeah. out of the pipes. They're, they would take the leftover versions of those to make Vector Man later. <laughs> <laughs> just dye it green. I will say this has probably my favorite song from all the games. Yeah. It's so good. It's good. I really like the uh, when it comes back in Sonic Generations. Oh my gosh, Both yeah. of those remixes are yeah. top tier. Man, the, the <laughs> Act 2 version with uh, Modern Sonic, that's that's literally, like I think, probably my favorite track in the entire Sonic Generations. It, it just rocks hard, and it's so good. I, I remember when I was younger, I had like a playlist on old MP3 player that was just nothing but Chemical Plant remixes. That's awesome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> now speaking to to go back to wishing tails could pick sonic up and fly the end of chemical plant act two i think a lot of people wished for that ability i know what you're talking about i just cruised right through it Be good <laughs> yeah i mean to me to me today it's no problem yeah but I, I, I hear from a lot of people that this is like their stopping point in Sonic 2 is that bit in near the end of the level where the Mega Max starts rising up and you're on those slow moving platforms and you're you're probably going to be drowning a few times if you're playing it for the first time and I can understand that but learn how to play the game (laughs) (laughs) you just have to get past that part so you can get to the objectively more frustrating panels that just fall out from under you especially right at the boss (laughs) I was I was going to say I remember young child me's heart would always break when I would get past the underwater part only to miss the platforms you're supposed to jump on to get across the water and go all the way back down. Yeah. <laughs> That's the part That's that would always worse. get me. Uh, and I can't remember if I shared my shame on the show that I did when replaying this, um, get past the chemical plant boss and then immediately fell through the floor. Oh yeah, you did mention that. (laughs) (laughs) I've done that too. I'm the king of the world. Oh shit. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm the king of the, uh... What a what a boss this is too. This is one of the weirdest uh, Robotnik bosses I think in Sonic history. <laughs> just yeah. dumping uh, poison Eggman, they call it uh, apparently, and it's the one where he's just dumping chemicals on you. He's he's trying to goop on you. <laughs> Toxic. I'd like to know. I'd like to know Eggman's like thought process during all this. Like in the first level, he's like, "I'm going to impale him with a drill." Dang, that didn't work. <laughs> well, what are you gonna do, Doctor Eggman? I'll get him wet. <laughs> <laughs> no. I know what I said. (laughs) (laughs) I'll slow drip some goop on him and then dump the whole thing. As long as he stays right Right in the exact position. (laughs) What if he moves, Doctor? He won't. Shut up. (laughs) Now, what we nearly had 
Uh, is this the, the sprite? The, the beta elements, yeah. I'm going to show off a little sprite yes, of something that nearly happened. So there's a, <laughs> a possibility <laughs> that he can dunk the whole container on his own head, and it's the funniest thing. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> No, I'm afraid I just blew myself. Oh, yes, of course. I feel like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Beat the thing, hit the thing, move on, and we're into... Dealt with the water level, and uh, uh-oh, what's coming next? Oh, another water level. Another water, the more watery water level. Or is it? I mean, it is. I mean, it's got actual water in it this time, but like you mentioned earlier, an aquatic ruin zone is entirely possible for you to just skip all that water because it's on the lower section of the level if you play good then you can get past it also uh the inspiration for one of my favorite early sonic the comic panels where sonic is standing there being a smart ass while like three arrows are about to impale the back <laughs> of his <head. laughs> so good <laughs> this is a cool level actually uh yeah. quite like all the cool very gorgeous uh, background yet again all the greens and the you know leaves and this is just my conjecture. Are some of the, like, the, I, I guess you'd call them, like, ancient tribal elements, because there are, you know, like, the big totem poles at the end. I, I, I never really looked real close. Are they kind of vaguely owl-like, kind of like in Labyrinth? Or am I just, you know, connecting two dots that aren't there? <laughs> I thought they were ducks. <laughs> it's really hard to say. I, I, I see them more, a little more owly, you know, now that I think of it. Mm. Like, part, part, yeah, particularly the poles at the end. Again, maybe not, no official lore anywhere, but, m- you know, maybe this is like the entrance to another labyrinth and, and whatnot on a different oh, I island. I thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can make the argument. Also, there's lots of grounders here, but they're, uh, the, this is like... They're sure are. <laughs> yeah, they're all red, but they're, they're, this is where grounder technically came from, was this level. <laughs> and he will... Sh- he, he still gets me sometimes. You just yeah. zip him by, and he just, like, butts out the wall, like... There, hey, there. hey, what the f- <laughs> <laughs> I know, he's, he's red like the Kool-Aid man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like this level at least tries to teach you, like, hey, sometimes you just need to curl up in a ball and go through you know the speedway so those guys don't get you <laughs> yeah mm. yeah that, that, that's a good point actually i did look in the unused content for the 2013 remake there is a green grounder sprite in there oh, oh is that? what could have been i also quite like the uh the track in this level yeah it's very it's very different oh a little uh ethereal <laughs> it's uh uh it really fits the uh the aesthetic without being like uh, you know they didn't go with like the easy cheap like jungle drums or something yeah, like yeah. That. it's it's very unique mm, i will say since you know you guys have probably mentioned this since it's my first time here that freaking drowning music is so traumatizing and iconic <laughs> yeah. at the same time. Um, it's so nice they brought it back wholesale for this game. <laughs> Falera was being a gamer and was like, um, "Yeah, you can see, you can skip the, the the water portions, but let's take the scenic route." And purposely fell in the water and showed me. Yeah, <laughs> and I did take my time by the bubbles a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> just to uh, mess with my boy. Yeah, just to give me some anxiety. You know, just that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I do at least think they adjusted like the bubble timing for this one because there is still a few in Sonic 1 that I'm like, oh, this was on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, speaking yeah. of the uh, the bubble music, relating back to like old Sonic Paradox forum post days, <laughs> I whenever I start to hear the bubble music, I start to think of like, oh, bugga 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 bugga. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. I, I do like, even though I don't see them very much, I do really like the uh, all the piranha and shark badnik designs in this one. They're very cool. Mm. Yeah, you can avoid them completely, but they're pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being very angry at Sonic <laughs> because he was like... <laughs> Because he would drown. And my, my friend was like, well, why did you think he he could swim? I'm like, because he's blue. I don't know. I just want him to swim. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, hedgehogs can swim in real life. Yeah, apparently. So, <laughs> yeah. They didn't do their research. They thought they could run fast, too. Actually, they do run fast. I've seen those blighters go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zip across the garden. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't, I mean, it was kind of loosey-goosey up until, I want to say, well, I don't know, I'm remembering Sat AM, I think there were some uh, Adventures of Sonic, I, I really don't know when it was, like, fully across the board canonized that Sonic can't swim. I think it was a few years after this, after Sonic 3 and Knuckles, anyway. I think it might have always been in some of the game manuals, but, like, it didn't become a full character trait for a yeah. little while. It's all for anxiety purposes. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, this is not really relevant to the discussion, but it is relevant to the zone. Do you know it was originally going to be called Neo Green Hill Zone? Oh, I did not I did know that. that. I feel like this is probably going to be one of those past zones in the time travel one. It certainly has that feel about it. And then Neo Green Hill got used in... Sonic Advance. Yeah, that's right. Completely different level altogether. Yep. Cool beans. Anyway, let's hit the strip. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so, like you said before, everyone remembers this level. Like, I, I, even said on previous episodes, like, when you ask people what their favorite Sonic level is, oh, the casino one. I'm like, yep, casino night. So. Yeah. I'm sure my my parents, including my dad who played Sonic 2, and I don't think has played a video game since, like, could still probably pick this level out of a lineup for sure. It's just so iconic. It's just... Oh my gosh! Like it, it was, it was funny because Folio made that same comment when we got to this level. I'm like, you're right. I actually remember this level perfectly. It's just so <laughs> magical um, and great. Like, yeah, the, the the night sky and the the background that is so so far off. Like this is an entire you know casino city is oh man it's so beautiful. I, I love all the twinklies. That's kind of it for me. Like I, I, all of the layout is really cool and pretty but it's the, it's the buildings in the background and like you see the reflections on the water on like the water because I'm guessing there's like a lake there or something. Oh man it looks it's just an ideal little city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love when when Casino Night gets turned into like a location in other Sonic media. Like, pretty sure Archie and STC like fleshed it out as like a either like a like a full city or like a big tourist attraction, and yeah. it's always just so <laughs> cool. Like, yeah, I want to go to Casino Night. <laughs> I can't remember. Is the only badnik in Casino Night the little sword and shield guy? The crawl. Uh, I think so. That's the only one I can think of. <laughs> I I think so. That now that I really right. think about it, 
and he's he's kind of invincible unless you like pull a fast one on him. <laughs> well, you just have to jump around and hit him from behind, you know, like a real yep. hero. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sonic's not concerned with with looking good to the masses. <laughs> you know, it's cool that you're basically in a pinball game. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think this this is also the one which this this came up on our pinball episode that this is what cemented like Sonic and pinball in a lot yeah, of people's minds. It makes like, sense. The elements are in Sonic One, but this is this is it. This is the catalyst. Yeah. Well, it actually introduces, yeah, it introduces like the, oh no, I'm, I'm showing my ass here because I don't remember what the little pinball things are called. Uh, the plunger? The flippers? Well, there's the plunger, the, the flipper. Yeah, the little flipper. The, the flipper Derek the would be so upset with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not knowing my pinball terminology. But yeah, those guys, the flippers and the plunger as well that you pull back and it shoots you off. Yeah, this is where they really establish it. Plus gambling. The yeah, the the plunger that turns from red to gold when you hold down the button. I got again. I'm I'm getting memories flooding back of just holding down that button so hard on the the controller <laughs> yeah. for no reason. And then, of course, because you you think that it makes it hit stronger, you go farther. You know, exactly. just common sense. <laughs> Same thing with the spin dash. You know, if yeah. you press it twenty times before letting go, that's faster, right? Yeah, and if you hold down and B, the Pokemon stays in the Pokeball. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it probably has one of the trickier bosses. I remember some playthroughs as a kid ending right here because this boss is pretty, pretty interesting. It's definitely a weird one because so much of it requires you to like, you can't really get at him from below. So you kind of have to build up momentum, roll up the sides and then kind of bounce yourself off of the walls to get a good shot in, which is, it's really different from literally any other boss in the game. I feel like if you're really lucky and skillful, you can kind of go halfway up the side and use the momentum. Again, just an illustration of how amazing the physics are in this game and like kind of juggle a few bounces on, on top uh, without, uh, without losing your spot. Yeah. I mean, I know it's just like a claw machine. It always looked like some kind of animal to me. <laughs> it does. I see it. It's all blinged out too. It's a UFO catcher and it looks like a UFO. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> and then it electrifies you. Yeah. Ouch. I feel like, Falero, I feel no. like you died a few times here. I don't think I, did I die on this guy? I don't remember. I, I know there was at least one boss, which I inexplicably kept dying about. I think, I think this guy was fine. Okay. I, <laughs> but then again, who knows? By the way, the level almost looked like this. Um, oh, <laughs> just oh no. There's some beta art of uh in the beta version of Sonic 2, there is a much more garish-looking design, much more. Yeah, no, we've move. we 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 lucked out. Yeah, they were they were working on it. They were working on yeah, it. Yeah, work <laughs> somebody somebody stepped in. Yeah, is the silliest detail in Casino Night that if you enter a certain code, you can change the name placards from saying tails to saying miles. I think it says miles already. Like, okay, that's the thing that surprised me is that when I'm playing it again, it's like. Oh yeah, they sure are using Tails' original name there. <laughs> yeah. Didn't have time to change that around. <laughs> I thought for sure there was a code in like sound test and you could change it to Tails or something. Maybe I think I'm there is a code. Um but that might be in the later version. I just always thought that was such a funny little detail, like 
like this city existed before Robotnik came and like somebody was like, hey, why don't we put Sonic and Tails' names up there? They're cool, right? <laughs> you know, some nameless like, I don't know, <laughs> engineer <laughs> in West Island. It's no cope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like they also shoved their faces on the, the slot machine. So that's true. I know. We say Sonic need to talk to his IP lawyer about that. <laughs> Man, like if they're never, I know we're going back to into the level after talking about the boss, but if there's ever a greater in the, like illustration of the dangers of gambling, of like you can either gain rings or you can just get punctured, penetrate, <laughs> punctured to death by spike balls over losing. Maybe it's just the sound design, but I mean, are we, is Sonic feeling pain with every ring lost? <laughs> I have to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know I am. <laughs> oh, just no. like the most horrendous experience possible. And he lost the deed. Well, that's when you roll the <laughs> roll all Eggman. I do love hitting that jackpot, though. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> it, 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 I got the jackpot once in the playthrough I did for this episode, and it's like it feels good in the moment, especially considering I had gotten three Robotniks literally a little earlier on. So. <laughs> well yeah you gotta know when to hold them and know when to fold them and i was supersonic when i got that and i was like oh the jackpot i was like well i'm, I'm going right to robotics see you Matt. i know we're like halfway in the game already but can you experts tell me what is this thing called what is this container uh it's an egg capsule egg I think capsules it's, egg prisons yeah. there are multiple names for these guys okay i've heard it it's the the little animal cage. Okay. You, you jump on the top to let your little friends out. Okay. And these animals can breathe. Apparently, they, this city has... Are those little bears? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like... Uh, What did Sonic 2 introduce? I can't remember. I I know the, the bears and the eagles always stand out to me in Sonic yeah. 2. <laughs> the little... The, the Beckys little... and the Rockies, I think they are. Oh, oh yeah. Or the Lockies. Oh, I get them mixed up. You know every creature. That's wild. <laughs> I didn't even know the Sonic 2 animal friends had names. I, I can only yeah. ever remember <laughs> the original. I knew the Sonic 2 ones had names. I just never remember them. Oh, is it really well, Becky the bear? That's the cutest thing yeah. I've ever heard. Well, <laughs> Becky with the good bear. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was doing a lot of research for my Sonic fanfic. It's just, <laughs> that stuff is inevitable. Ah. Hilltop Zone. Are we ready? Because this is like the polar opposite it's like the bizarro version of marble zone from sonic one and the fact that it's complete there is lava but it is (laughs) above ground in the mountains (laughs) and who boy yeah like you've put in here listen to that harmonica or whatever it is it could be it sounds like some kind of creature being slowly rolled over in the soundtrack (laughs) in a good way (laughs) <laughs> yeah, credit to T Lopes and the Sonic 2 HD project of changing it to a saxophone that <laughs> changed everything for the yeah. whole. Top Zone is one of those ones that stuck with me because I remember once years and years ago when I was little, we went to, we like rented a beach house once on vacation 
and whoever was, you know, owned it had a Genesis with Sonic 2 and what we played it once and I got to Hilltop Zone, which was further than I'd ever gotten before at that point in my life. And Ooh, I nice. felt like I felt so accomplished in that moment. And then you get greeted with, but like, no lie, I think Hilltop's music is probably my favorite in the entire game just because of how different, and, yeah, because of how different and just how. Uh, I, I just love it, man. I just love Hilltop's music. It all blends together really well, and, and it provides it's very happy. It, it provides like a cool contrast between like <laughs> when you get inside the mountain and it starts falling down around you, and here comes the lava. It's it's I really like how chill it is. Yeah. In contrast, you know, it's Appalachian chill. <laughs> yeah, I. I <laughs> I get the impression sometimes that West Side Island is like an American island. Yeah, I mean, there's that. There's the casino, and then there's like this little area that just makes me think of like old, I don't know, like old country movies or something like that. Like you go up into the mountains and you hear like someone on their harmonica. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that kind of ties in. Okay, I wanted to say, you mentioned uh, your, your beach house Sonic memories, Luke. I also have a Sonic vacation memory to wear. And to tie in what you both said, we went to the, was it the Smoky Mountains, which is part of like the Appalachian Mountains in, God, I think we drove through... Oh, goodness. Was it all the way up to Arkansas? Anyway, but we did rent a, I think it was a condo. And because it was so up there, we got channels that we didn't have at home. And one of them was playing Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. So I distinctly (laughs) remember waking up on the first day of when we were going to go out to some cool like mountain trail. But first, before breakfast, watching an episode I'd never seen of Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, Hilltop is like I could see like up there like no volcanoes in up in Appalachia, but uh <laughs> definitely <laughs> I could see uh yeah. Oh, I missed my opportunity to make a joke. You said West Side Island seems like the American one. I said, "Yeah, everything's faster and more dangerous." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is also the episode where we're all learning that each of us has a Sonic uh, Sega Genesis story at a vacation place because I also, as a kid, went to a beach house and they also had a Genesis. <laughs> what is that about America? <laughs> we were just lousy with those little machines. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, no! Do you mention this being like a little Appalachian sort of like mountain resort or something like that? I'm just imagining the horror version of this now, like a nighttime hilltop where there's like some <laughs> monsters in the Ooh. woods or something. Ooh. Oh, damn, that's the next Sonic story I want to see in IDW. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, here we go. The hilltop Sasquatch or something, I don't or know. Or like, probably probably not going to happen, but the fact that Sonic uh, Superstars seems to be taking the, the Sonic 4 episode 2 of mashing several zones together, but doing it like more coherent and better, like... God, yeah, do a do a nighttime hilltop or uh, yes, I want to see a scary hilltop after yeah. Scrapnik Island. I really hope we see more Sonic, like uh, you know, still completely appropriate for Sonic, but like horror elements. Yeah. Geez, can you imagine <laughs> one of those <laughs> lava long neck, you know, plesiosaur badniks coming up at you out of the glowing lava in the middle of the <laughs> night? Oh my god, <laughs> that's awesome! <laughs> oh man. I love um, those guys in this in this level. I I did just have the thought of with uh with all the mountains with 
tectonic plates obviously shifting to make things move as drastically mm-hmm. as they do and with lava and volcanoes this is probably actually the rocky mountains because i'm thinking of like uh like yellowstone and uh mount st helen oh which yeah went, uh, yeah i can see that so there we go speaking of enemies okay are the little glowing red guys that you just launched on the seesaws was that a robotnik invention or are they natural because if it's robotnik <laughs> because if it's robotnik Man, I really, I really think he gave up halfway through designing this one. <laughs> I mean, he had the sea souls left over from Starlight, and then he just made a little spicy boy and shoved it in one end, and that was, that was it. <laughs> Were they leftover parts from the, uh, you know, the 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 ones that have the 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 rotating spikes? And he was like, "Ah, oh, dang, I ran out of spikes. Uh, just." Sit here and wait for him. Maybe he'll forget to switch over and you can land right on top of him, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he's covering a lot more ground in this game. He's got he's he's gonna have to cut a few corners here and there. I mean, take a look. This is basically Emerald Hill all over again with a different color scheme. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It kind of is. A little bit. I mean, I think that might have been intentional. Like, maybe this is going to... Actually, no. Looking at the, the little maps that they did in the concept art, I think Hilltop was set in a past area where um, Emerald Hill, or Green Hill as it was called in the time, was. So, maybe. Oh, yeah. Back when they, they were... The time travel is going to be here. Hmm. Interesting. I, again, the, the boss for this one is not too complicated. I just love the design of Eggman just in the lava. Like, sure, dude. <laughs> like, the la- you know, the, the, the marble fire boss, he was like, ah, I was above the lava. Now I'm in it. <laughs> they'll, they'll never suspect. And then when he gets beaten, he goes down into it. He's like, I'm really in it now. <laughs> oh, no. Where do you get the part the the parts for this Ocean Gate? Ah, topical. Oh, I I sorry I had to cough earlier <laughs> on purpose because somebody struggled on this boss fight. Okay, go <laughs> right. So maybe I did struggle on this. I do blame the lag a little bit. Uh, I was fine next the next time I played it on Origins when I was super. Um, but, you know, it was fine. This is I, I, for some reason I just kept struggling on this one for some. Uh, I just kept falling into the lava and dying, but it's fine. It was funny. I just uh, I freak out about lava. There, there's got to be a name for it. I, I think I think I have heard people get a name for it to where you basically because this happens to me all the time and it's usually when it's time to quit playing a game for a little bit where you start not necessarily get frustrated but you get in your own head about a game and you just keep making the same mistake and it's like oh you either have to push through it or yes take a break you're like mentally fatigued that happens to me or something yes yeah I, f- I feel like somebody came up with the uh, a name for it because, like, that is what the Souls games are all about. Oh, like, God. okay, oh, it's either yeah. time for a break or you need to summon all of your strength. <laughs> <laughs> well, I beat it in the end. And then I got to Mystic Cave Zone! Yay! Yeah. Yay. Yes, the zone, the zone of fruit pastels, here they are right now. <laughs> yep. Okay. Oh, that's going to go I'm, over most people's heads. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because that is a, a very funny association from, from Sonic the Comic the Podcast. Um, I love that this is also the unofficial theme of the Chav Tanukis that picked on Tails. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but. The association I have with this song is from this particular video. But when it's all said and done, even cowards will rise. 
Well, Tails, looks like it's time to break some heads. Do it to it. <laughs> oh, oh, no, you're yeah. right! I remember this so much! <laughs> the real-life Smash Brothers draw trailer. I have never seen this. I'm so shook. <laughs> there, this, this is also a video that probably doesn't hold up that good, but has some <laughs> really funny bits. Donkey, I see the bit Donkey now. Donkey Kong just punched Luigi in the nuts. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those. Yep. That is what I associate with Mystic Cave Zone, is that oh? stupid video. <laughs> what? Wait, are they, what are they sticking in that person's belly button? What is happening? Anyways. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Oh, it's Kirby. Yeah, it's Kirby. Just had to, had to get that. Uh, I had to, had to go through my YouTube likes from 15 years ago. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> to find that video. But yes, I love that, particularly now, this song is is the theme of Tails being tormented as a baby. <laughs> I mean, for me, like, the evergreen part is just when Sonic's introduction where he's driving a car. Hey, Sonic, where are we, you know, running? <laughs> That's usually fun. I'm 38 years old. I have diarrhea constantly. All I eat is f***ing chili dogs. And I got a f***ing car. The f*** else do you want? We're not running. So Mr. Cave Zone, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I do really like this level. I never could get to it consistently in single player, but because it's in two player, I just kind of fell in love with this, its aesthetics. I know, it looks great. Yeah, I think it took me a long time to realize that all the green is probably like rocks and gems. I always thought it was like uh, uh, foliage or like shrubbery and like somehow this was a... <laughs> you know a a cave with a lot of of overgrowth of like plants and stuff oh wait it's it's emeralds oh some sort of gemstone i oh. i think it is supposed to be like rocks or something yeah because mystic cave and oh maybe robotics oh. in here digging for for shiny gems and resources kind of a mirror of of the uh, what yeah, is of course, it, Squadron. one level in Sonic CD even. Hi-ho! I do like the introduction of Vines. I like that. It's cute. Yeah, this, this one's really interesting just because of all of the different points where you have to uh, hit the switches to open up the pathways. It can get really confusing trying to actually navigate through the stage. Mm-hmm. I I think it it has a another really good balance of like there are actually like stop and solve puzzles but you're never too far away from another like pretty pretty long straightaway um to like feel like you're still making progress and um again I feel like the the badniks like chemical plant uh really fit the layout of the level well like <laughs> you know the little snake guy <laughs> Again, I don't I don't remember the names, but the little snake guy, the the blue one that kind of telescopes out at you. I think it's great that you can see him coming and you and you know if you stand too still, he's gonna get right on top of you. Yeah. And the lightning bugs and all that. Those guys are cool. Oh, you mean the flushes? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great name for Batmix. Well, I mean, that is what they're doing, and they're not like, <laughs> it's not like a little robot man in a trench coat, so <laughs> there's no confusion, thankfully. But what if it was? I think that was another one that um, maybe somebody, whoever sidekick, I mean, because Grounder's here, we've just been saying, maybe Scratch and Grounder were like, are you sure you want to call him that, Dr. Robotnik? <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. Well, whatever the boss says goes, I guess. 
Grounder has been arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Should have built him so butt-shaped. I was about to say, it's only because he's got that big juicy thing back there. That dump truck ass. It's <laughs> where he keeps all his gadgets. Although there is one specific spot in Mystic Cave Zone that I think that we all immediately think of when Ooh. we think of the zone. And that is the One pit. of Robotnik's diabolical traps that might cause you to reset the game, wink. <laughs> <laughs> just the least fair thing imaginable. They at least just they could have made it a bottomless pit so I could at least die yeah. right away. But instead they want you to suffer, especially if you're supersonic. Oh, and you're yeah. stuck at the bottom of that pit for a while. And you have over a hundred rings. Goodbye, kids. Oh no, that sounds so frustrating. Poor Tails is watching from above, helpless, because he can't he can't carry Sonic in this game. <laughs> or he lands down there with you, dies, lands down there again, <laughs> dies, lands down there again, dies. Well, because he doesn't actually take any proper damage, it's pretty funny because he just like <laughs> he just he just like stands there, no, stands there casually, super Sonic casually, taking grabbing Tails by the shoulders. Tell me your secrets before it's too late, Tails. <laughs> I can't come back like you. Oh my gosh, it's like Groundhog Day, but with Tails. <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely got stuck in this pet as a kid. Yeah, I, I did too, but that's only in the older versions of the oh? game. In the newer version. Oh. It takes you to another place <gasps> that we're going to get to maybe a little bit later. Oh. Um, <laughs> when we talk about some some cool stuff that makes it into the remaster version, uh, let's just say that you don't have to worry about this pit. In fact, you might want to aim for it. It's pretty cool, actually. So it's been so long since I've actually not gone down in that pit on purpose in the new versions. I don't remember the boss for <laughs> Mystic Cave, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the drilly guy. Yeah, he's got, like, the... He comes out, yeah. he's got the drills, and... Uh, oh, and yeah. He makes a big mess of things and drops spikes on you. Kind of like the uh, the dude in uh, Marble Hill in Sonic 3? Marble Garden, excuse me. That old so-and-so. Yeah, I, maybe it's just me, but I in my mind, like... This is the same uh, drilling thing that Eggman was using in the first episode of Sonic Mania Adventures. Oh, hmm. It's similar to that, I think so, yeah. Cool beans. And also similar to what uh, Sonic Adventures' first Eggman boss as well. Oh, yeah. The, hor- the egg hornet. A little bit. A little egg hornety. <laughs> All systems, full power. <sighs> Eggman definitely has a thing for drills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eggman is a big Gurn Lagan mm. fan. <laughs> Spiral energy. Oil. Oh, that's right. That's our next. Yeah. Drilling for that oil. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Oil Ocean is... um, Hmm. Uh, We talked about Oil Ocean before when we did the Sonic Mania one. I think we all kind of agreed it's not everyone's favorite Sonic 2 level. No, sir. I still don't like it. (laughs) I I also... I I feel like because we just talked about... uh, Talked with Derek about him asking the, like, environmentalism that was originally in Sonic. Mm. I think in the original games, this might be the strongest, like... I, I feel like it's one of those that, hey, folks, let's all get on the same page. We can all agree that an oil of ocean, that's a bad thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it that is the cartoony sort of, like, pollution stuff that you would get in Captain Planet. It's just spilling oil everywhere <laughs> on purpose. Yep. Fortunately, years later, the Mobians would start cleaning up the oil ocean by installing the big shell facility into uh, (laughs) 
And then that incident occurred. <laughs> no, that is not Sonic. Yeah, the, the S3 plan, the Sonic, Sonic, Sonic plan. <laughs> <laughs> if this keeps up, Sonic will be president. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we already played that clip. <laughs> oh, goodness. I, I, I feel like Oil Ocean is one of those levels that I re- found very difficult originally, and I think it's one that I've just played so much. I I remember like, oh yeah, you stick to these elevators, and y'all get the timing on the little <laughs> the little natural gas platforms that go poof, um, so you don't get burned <laughs> or end up in the spikes. And I can totally see like it, it, you can't avoid falling into the oil, but if you do, it can be frustrating. Um, Although I do, in I think the Mania version encourages it, and in this one, if you are brave enough to sink below the oil, you can skip a couple of platforms, even though it's, that is true. It's pretty scary. You can, but I feel like maybe I was just like not doing it well when I played. But I feel like when I tried to do that trick, it was I've never felt like I was jumping back up. I felt like I would just. As soon as Sonic sunk, like, so you couldn't see his head anymore, then immediately it would just drop me. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it would, maybe I'm just doing it wrong. But it I, is like, I, I don't know if it's intended. It's a tight do, window. So it's not easy yeah. to uh, basically try and break the level by sinking. It's definitely much harder in the original version for sure. I think I think that is like a mania thing where they're like, hey, remember when you tried to do this? It's a little easier now. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, I I still do not care for the zone though. I feel like it is way too easy to get completely lost and not know which way to go next, especially since the elevators are not always obvious in their pathing. So yeah, and you can like, fall off the stage and like end up like earlier on in the level. That's happened to me a few times. It's yeah, like, yes, I'm doing that again. It's frustrating, and I that's one of the zones where if they were to cut it, I would not shed but, any but tears. But listen, okay, counterpoint. Uh, this level does have this guy. I really like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's, oh, Optus. The little it's very the Optus cute. I like. I can't. Does his eye? Do his eyes get angry? Or no? Am I thinking of the uh, the the star or the uh, the seahorse Badnik? Do his eyes get angry when he fires his little <laughs> laser ball? <laughs> I'm gonna uh, have to check the sprites for Octus now because I feel like. In my heart, he d- it does. <laughs> I might be thinking of like an illustration I've seen, but I don't know. I love a good octopus cartoon that gets angry eyes. <laughs> now, I I never put this together, and maybe it was just like, of course, as a baby child, I wouldn't know the context. I never thought that this level might be vaguely like Middle Eastern yeah. until you put this in the notes. But then like hearing the music in, mm-hmm. it's got very like the sunset, the purples and golds. Like maybe it is just supposed to be, you know, over there where they got the oil. Yeah. <laughs> I don't necessarily I think it's like an offensive stereotype, just like, you know, the places with the oil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's fully intended, and the reason why, and like you think that largely because of the music and those little associations, but there is a chance that this music was not meant for this level. Oh, uh, oh. and we'll get into that when we get into the scrapped okay. content later. 
but that's that's what that's what your brain goes to when you hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The um, yeah. Also, the purple and the gold, and it just reminds me of like you know Egyptian jewelry and and stuff like that. It even kind of reminds me of elements in Launch Base Zone in Sonic Three, like the 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 purples and yellows. Ah. Yeah, it, it's definitely got that you know similar vibe in a lot of ways. You know, this fully this basically like fully industrialized area. It's. I feel like that's kind of a recurring aesthetic for a lot of uh, these zones. Because I seem to remember like a little bit of that color scheme in, you know, Scrap Brain, even back in Sonic mm, 1. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's it's another area that kind of, it reminds me of our Sonic CD discussion that I would really love to see like the good future version of this place that has not been literally like polluted maybe beyond recovery by Robotnik with the <laughs> the the aforementioned oil ocean. Yeah. Yeah. But the the one cool thing about oil ocean is nothing from the game itself, but this poster I had when I was a kid. Oh, now look at this. Yeah, Sonic and Tails awesome. escaping from a big explosion prior to Sonic Mania actually making that a thing. Uh, that's like a diehard out of a diehard movie that is so cool <laughs> Sonic uh, climbing uh, up the girder Tails helpless hanging off the edge I know he's not having a good time all, because this is a British poster I'm pretty sure and as we know Tails was always a bit dim back yeah. then in my country <laughs> honestly this kind of reminds me of the Sonic Adventure level too you know the one with the oh that's right Skydeck yeah. right yeah. like when you're climbing yeah. up yep I, I immediately think of uh, the Generations version of Chemical Plant where everything's exploding at the oh end. yeah that oh, too man. Look at his look at Taylor's expression. It's great. Uh, I know. <laughs> like I said, he is straight up not having a good time. <laughs> Sonic is unbothered. He's like he's, he's like hey, hey, like, hey buddy, uh, you, you better not let go. It's not straight up terror, but it's straight up. Well, this ain't normal. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. I mean, it is a sad face emoji, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's less terror and more like there is a seed of doubt being planted in his trust of Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have stayed home. <laughs> it's a face that says, oh, crumbs. Yeah. Know. Oh, bother. <laughs> oh, crumbs. Aww. Oh, dear. Now, there, there is one aspect of this level. I will 100% agree with you, Luke, that I could take or leave. And it's the boss. Unless it's cool. I, I love what Sonic Mania does with it. However, it can be quite frustrating <laughs> to figure out. That's for sure. There are multi- there are like three stages to this boss. There's the part where Eggman comes out in his little submarine is like, <laughs> and then goes back down. <laughs> yeah, that is basically all he's doing. Does nothing. Then, <laughs> then there's the little spiky boy, the spiky worm thing that comes flying out and uh, throws itself at you. And then there's finally the laser boy who shoots at you at various different, varying sort of uh, altitudes. Yep. Sometimes lights up the whole platform. Yeah, it is interesting replaying this boss after playing its successor in Mania. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, relatively recently. I was very surprised you can stay alive in the oil a little bit, like when you're you can jump down there. Yeah, just don't sink. <laughs> you can jump a little bit. That is also another funny thing to where if you beat the boss, then forget to jump in the oil and then just sink and die. Which <laughs> didn't happen to me this time. Definitely happened in the past. I think <laughs> I think part of the frustration just comes with. 
not knowing which part of the boss you're supposed to hit until you realize it's just Eggman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now, speaking of levels they could have cut and not me caring... Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> Remember how we were talking about how great it is that they streamlined everything by giving us two acts? Well, they just decided. Uh-huh, wouldn't it be funny if we did? We bought back the Sonic 1 gimmick of having three of them and make it a really bad level. Uh, <laughs> that's actually a bit mean. <laughs> this level is... I mean... Oh, actually, I played it today. Mm. It's... Oh, dear. I didn't really enjoy myself. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's one of... It's telling when even the Lego version of this level it takes too long and is less <laughs> fun than the rest. I, this is definitely <laughs> the level I learned that there are timeouts in Sonic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. We are, of course, talking about Metropolis Zone. Now, I will compliment it right off the bat. This music does rule. Oh, it absolutely does. It's possibly the best part of the whole level. Yes, but also it is so easy to just get hit because you don't have any choice and it can completely screw up your run. Like, I can't count how many times, you know, I'm running up a screw and then an Asteron explodes and I get hit by one of its uh, little points because I can't, like, dodge quickly enough. I ended up getting knocked back down to the floor, but of course the screw is still up there, so I have to wander away and come back to get it to reset. And, you know, it's just such a slog. It is telling that, like, in Acts 2 and 3, I could never even get 50 rings to turn into Super Mm -hmm. Sonic. Yeah, at that point, you're just like, screw this. Yeah, you're just trying to (laughs) Uh get through the level at the end. You know who's living their best life, though? This, this, This crab. Look at him. <laughs> they're so happy. They're they're here to kill Sonic. They know what they're you know they're gonna do, and they're they're, they're trying. And if and if he escapes, they're like whatever. I, I tried. He's like, hey, I heard you were messing with my friend from the first game. I put on some <laughs> put on some bronze knuckles this time. Yeah, this is no crab, mate. This is this is Shellcracker. Yeah, Shellcracker is taking no prisoners. There are some really mean enemies in this stage. Like the badniks are pretty. Oh horrible. yeah. Like we mentioned the Asterons, those guys that you cannot destroy. They they blow up and they take you out with them. Uh, yeah. And then the slicers as well, which, you know, they're not nearly as bad as they are in Sonic 4 Episode 1, but they're still pretty ruthless. They will, like, make you yeah. lose your rings a lot. It's just well, the moment they chuck their, their weapons at you, then they're, they're completely helpless to do anything. Yeah. They just stand there. It's like, well, <laughs> I hadn't accounted for this particular scenario. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to say for the Asterond, um, maybe I just got lucky in my run, but uh, I found that if I stayed on the screw and didn't try to dodge at all and just kept going, like they exploded right when their their spiky bits would just go over my head or under me. And I, as long as I just kept running and maintained a good pace, I didn't have to worry about it. But again, I may have gotten lucky in my run. I don't. You know. you definitely got yeah. lucky because I tried doing that too, and they hit me every single time. Oh, okay. Uh, I did also. By this point, I had. Uh, so, oh yeah, in my run, I unlocked all seven emeralds during Oil Ocean. Um, and so on this level, I got to use Supersonic a few times and that really helped make the screw sections go a lot faster. <laughs> I just love the, yeah, Boomba, you got just got to watch me do all of this horrible part yeah. of the game. So you were just like, yeah, good luck, Falara. I was like, thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I wasn't jealous. I was like, yep, do it. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's great though uh, how bad it is. Um, I because this is basically like the scrap brain of this level, kind of. Mm. It's it's the Robotnik base, but with like a different feel to it. 
a lot of steam, yeah. lots of uh, cogs and uh, things going on in the background. Very steampunk. Yeah, but just it's more like mean punk because I had a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really wonder, just, just throwing out a wild concept here, if because the the latter third of this game starts introducing like lots of new things like you've get several one shot zones i wonder if it would have wouldn't have worked better if instead of breaking format by making this three zones what if they just did one big one like took all of the gimmicks in all three zones and just put them in one large act for metropolis with the boss at the end and then you get to go straight into the other cool one-shot zones like sky chase and wing fortress because yeah i remember several of when i really felt like i was starting to get good at this game when i was a little older and would constantly get stuck on this one and time out or die or make it to the the weird boss with all with no rings and then oh man (laughs) well it is interesting that apparently during development like uh, the third act was going to be one of the scrapped levels, and they just basically used the layout from that to make Metropolis Act 3. Mm. So I'm guessing this was probably going to be two acts before, and then we're just like, well, we need to do something with all this. Uh, just slap an extra act on the end of Metropolis. That's how it seems yep. to have gone. That is exactly what happened, from my understanding. So that's why it is the way it is. <laughs> I can get through it okay now, but... I, I hate to say I have so many negative memories with this level. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, Sonic, both Sonic 2 and Sonic CD have a very like factory based uh, near final level that has a lot of bad memories for us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Beautiful. Par- parallel development. <laughs> Brother, brothers lost in time, literally. <laughs> but yeah, you get, uh, you get propelled along to the boss at the end after you suffer through all of that. And then, Eggman's got a bunch of clones. <laughs> it's just essentially a little little um, inflatable yeah. versions of himself that he throws at you. He's like a gotcha yeah. machine. I like this one. It was <laughs> yeah, fun. Before he actually was one. Mini Eggman's. I like the the mania version where you get like different versions of like tiny different versions of like previous bosses, like the little the the hot rod drill one and stuff like that. The little Amy robot. But I like this one yeah. too. But this is just just little inflatable Eggman's, and they just come at you. Uh, it's okay. great though because uh, you can like stop him from like uh, going full attack if you manage to like keep them on screen. So if you like avoid bursting them all, he'll stay above, and you can just keep hitting him from below, especially if you've got tails. Uh, and then when he runs out of them all, he just like ah um, uh, laser. <laughs> That's pretty much it. And if you're not expecting that, it's pretty messed up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's Metropolis, mercifully. And then things get really cool. We want to fly high so we can reach the highest of all the heavens. I know. Is this technically uh, the debut of the tornado? It is, isn't it? Or yeah, it quote is. unquote, is. Sonic's plane, as it was known in the right. West for a long time. <laughs> yeah, this is the first of the kind of these sort of like auto-scrolling ride on the tornado levels, which. There actually haven't been a lot of. They have used the gimmick a few times, but uh, this is unique. Uh, fighting against skybound badniks and, and being very careful to stay on top of the plane and do not use the spin dash. You just learned no. it. Don't use it in this one, though. You will die. Yep. 
And I, I think I remember years ago when I played this, uh, when I got supersonic through other means. <laughs> um, and I and I did this level, I think supersonic might be a little too fast for Sky Chase. And I think I did yes. like, once or, yeah, yeah, once or twice I did like jump a little too far and just, uh. <laughs> I love the, um, the cute little detail of using Tails' look up sprite. Um, as kind of a like he's driving the plane <laughs> like it's a little animation and I just it's very cute it's visually so great and adorable I love this level mm-hmm. I just wish they kind of had Tails do something during this <laughs> yeah. yeah sorry player 2 that was the point where I was like Hey, boom, boom. Sorry, you didn't get to do anything at this point on this. Oh, that would be See cool you. if they could work that out. I wonder if there's a mod somewhere out there that lets player two, like, maneuver the plane yeah. while player one, like, jumps with Or Sonic. do, like, pew, pew cool. with the plane, you know? Yeah. Aw. Pew, pew. If, the, if, Tails, if player two is manipulating the plane while Sonic moved on his own, it would be so easy to fall off. Yeah. So chaotic. <laughs> Adapt or survive, <laughs> ruin your ruin your relationship with the person you're playing with, or strengthen your bond. <laughs> Rules of nature. I do find it interesting because I feel like the you know the stuff with tails flying the plane and then ultimately having to get left behind while Sonic moves on. It's it's kind of like the pre- predecessor to the zone transitions and cutscenes that you would see in Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Yeah, because you see one Wing Fortress, like the next level, like appear in the background of this stage while the peace- while the peaceful music is playing. You see Dr. Robotnik's e- massive sky armaments like moving past you. You're like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Sure hope nothing bad happens there. Oh no, Tails! Hey Tails! Yeah. Tails, look at that! Isn't that cool? <laughs> anyway, let's go see it. It really does help to lend the game a more kind of cinematic feel yeah. at this, you know, climactic moment though. Now I have to ask, did anyone ever playing playing this game younger, when Tails got shot down, did you just ride it down with him till the the kill screen? <laughs> Because I did that a few times. I feel like I did. I feel like I was like, oh no, we're going down. Probably at least Probably once. take us to the next part of the stage though, right? No? Okay. Well, don't yes. do that again. I was just horrified. I thought he died. I'm like, is he okay? <laughs> like, what happened? No, this isn't Sonic 2 8 but He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That'll come later. Yeah, uh, but yeah, seeing the lasers like come in and shoot down the tornado is pretty terrifying. Uh, well, that tri- well, that triumphant uh, music plays in the background, the brass, <laughs> the brass section. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Tails, you die. <laughs> this is one of the ones um, to go back to if you have the um, uh, Masato Nakamura's like official album remaster release i think this is one of the beta tracks that is so fun because it's so much somehow more bombastic than the uh, the version that made it into the game it's so fun They, uh, the music in this level, like, just from the instrumentation of it, 
If I was to if I was to meet somebody who didn't know what the term like retro game music was or meant, I would just play this and like this is like the distillation of what retro music is to me, <laughs> just by the sound. <laughs> it actually reminds me, and maybe it's just like the specific like Mega Drive music chip. It reminds me of a lot of the music in. Um, God, is it World of Illusion? The, I feel like we just talked about that, the one with Mickey <laughs> and Donald. Yeah. I feel like that used so so many like low tones that for some reason uh, Wing Fortress reminds me of the music in that. <laughs> yeah, this is... Man, this is just really... It's a really cool list, just in it. The whole level, like a bit like Skybase in Sonic 1-8-Bit, the whole level is the airship. <laughs> and like if you look at the map, yeah, okay, it doesn't look like a very functional airship, but it is one. Oh. <laughs> it looks like it's still a little bit in work in progress, but you, you, you could see that just about It's so about cool working. seeing it all like that, the whole map. Oh. It kind of reminds me, God, just seeing the layout look like this reminds me of the airships in Mario 3, and you also see, yeah, like, yeah. both in... Yeah. Both in the universe of the game and the real world, why they would revisit this concept and Robotnik would with flying battery in in Sonic Three and Knuckles. Whoa. Uh, I, this is this is because this is very stressful. But if you know how to play, you can skip like several sections. Yes, <laughs> and I know yeah. I do. Early on, there's a little bit with the fans, which I just sort of like buy the shield bonnet, or I jump up and I like, well, don't have to do any of that. Yeah. Just looking at the cross section of the uh, airship on its own, I'm immediately reminded of like the flying croc from Donkey Kong Country Ooh, 2. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh that's so yeah. cool. I love the um the chicken badniks that just are just sitting there taking pot shots at you. <laughs> if her eggs I didn't notice it was eggs. <laughs> it is, <laughs> isn't it? Yep. <laughs> Little eggs. Speaking of eggs, by the way, um I certainly didn't chose not to acknowledge the Eggman written on the, on the actual yeah. itself when I was a kid because I had no context for that. No, me neither. It would not just completely glossed over. It, it would not be until replaying it after the release of Sonic Adventure where I would go a bubble wall was there the whole time. I feel like we're in Ocean's Eleven looking at this map. We're gonna break into this plane. <laughs> <laughs> Not an easy one. Oh man, I'm just remembering the section where you fly out of the uh, emergency exit, wherever it is, and you're grabbing onto things. Oh, and, oh it's so man. cool. <laughs> Those little turrets yeah. that you jump on, and you've got to watch your timing. I, I, I do get really nervous about levels that have because this is one big bottomless pit on the bottom of the stage, yes. as it would be. Yeah. Yep. It's up, it's high up in the sky. But man, it's this is a really climactic level. I think. It's not the final level, but it feels like it. <laughs> Going through all these levels again, uh, compared to Sonic 1, who which had a few, uh, not that many bottomless pits at all in Sonic 2, just yeah. in general. Yeah, it's definitely here that it's, you know, the majority, whereas it's been, I guess the, the oil could theoretically be a bottomless pit if you weren't good at it like me. <laughs> Only if you let it be. <laughs> <laughs> Then there's the little boss where you like break open like uh like some something on the something that lets you into like the control panel area, and man, the, like this boss is very anxiety-inducing. Yeah, yeah, kind of kind of keeps coming back in different forms too. You got your big laser, you got your little spikes, <laughs> Eggman. It is Eggman at the controls in this one. I don't remember. Yeah, he yeah, is. He is. I mean, he's mostly he? just standing there laughing at you because that's what he does. But... Pressing buttons. Like, surely he won't jump up and hit this thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
get through, go out the front, and cutscene time again. Go, going going back to that whole you know more cinematic feel. Sonic jumps up on Eggman's little escape rocket as he is rocketing up to space, and you see yourself like gradually leaving the oh, atmosphere so and cool. like the sky shifting to you know the stars above in space. You can see the horizon in the background. It's like. Oh, it's so satisfying. I love that Luke's version of the events completely like eliminates Tails' just revival from the dead. Because, uh, <laughs> no, no, don't worry about it. Sorry, Tails, you're dead forever. Um, Sonic can handle this. <laughs> now, he does come back with a tornado with a little rocket booster at the bottom, but then he's gone again. Like, you think, oh, finally, I can pick the controller up again, says the little brother. Sorry, never mind. But yeah, space. Space. Yep. I do <laughs> remember remember the first time seeing this cut you know it is a cutscene. it is a straight up like like cinematic transition to this final level but it is just so cool like you said how it fades from the uh first of all yes tails comes back you're like oh he's okay but helps you reach this this rocket thing and you see how it fades into you know the <laughs> <laughs> the vacuum of space and but sonic's okay sonic's fine yeah he's fine <laughs> he's he just held his breath he's our hero which is canonically <laughs> what he does in like the uh, archie adaptation of this <laughs> yeah it sure is isn't it and then i think we i think by the time they got around to like the adventure games and i think even sonic x they just decided uh no the, the furries can breathe in space can't breathe underwater but space <laughs> no problem that's just how it works folks I'm Sonic, and I can breathe in space. <laughs> but that's how we get to the Death Egg. Ooh. You know, its first appearance, it's going to have a much bigger role to come, but it's also the part of this game that makes it hardest to recommend to people just because I think that this zone is tremendously unfair. Yeah. Yeah. Even even if I've gotten to where I can one cycle this Mecha Sonic as soon as you get to yeah. that second part, it's <laughs> it starts to get unfair again. <laughs> that, yeah. that music that's just like it's real now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that giant, that Death Egg robot is... Yeah. I mean, we have talked about this quite a bit in our Death Egg episode, but yeah, we've got Mecha Sonic in his spiky grey form, uh, very, with his Cyclops eye. Yes, I, I wanted to be sure to point out his scary mono red eye. Oh, I love it. Yeah. The, the chunkiest original Mecha Sonic here. You know what? <laughs> Taking the Sonic mono eye to its most logical conclusion. I love Mecha Sonic. <laughs> I would give him a kiss on the forehead. Absolutely. Yeah. Aww. He looks like, you know, I, I think I remember, what was it recently we talked about? He's, this, this Mecha Sonic has some, like, Terminator elements to him. Those big, mm. broad shoulders. There is something about him, though, because you can see there's, like, a line down his the middle of his face where the spikes go through. Yeah. And the noise <laughs> the spikes make as they sort of, like, cycle is, oh, genuinely horrifying to me as a child. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very, it's very buzzsaw, like... That sound combined with the animation, like you definitely imagine, like, oh, when Sonic is dying to this thing, he's getting slashed to ribbons. But, um, yeah. Yep. Uh, anyway, I guess. Just shreds, you say. Think, <laughs> I guess thinking of whether or not you think Sonic CD chronologically comes before or after this, this is like the the granddaddy to the metal Sonic we all know and love now. 
know, Sega seems to think CD comes before this now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I guess it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Although I like to think, you know, Metal and Mecha Sonic are two different robots. This is this Mecha Sonic is preceding the Mecha Sonic in Sonic 3 and Knuckles. The, yeah. the one that is also yeah. has scary spikes in a blue mono eye. Or the uh, the red mono eye. Yeah, man. This... This is a terrifying little thing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, at least the worst part's over with. Uh-oh, wait, no. <laughs> There's the Death Egg worse. robot. It's the big, it is a big chunk. Another chunky boy. Yeah. But very spiky, <laughs> very pointy, very uh, fires his arms at you, which will probably kill a lot of kids who are uh, playing this uh, multiple times. It's like. And it's. And the open the windows to actually get a hit in is just so small. <laughs> yeah. yeah, even if you get behind him and hit his back, if you hit that jet or one of the funny little Eggman bombs he launches at you, sometimes it's best to just play it safe. And if for s- some miraculous reason you have made it here with Knuckles, that's the only way to play it. <laughs> yeah, because yes. he can't jump that high. <laughs> And you gotta hit this guy sixteen times instead of the standard eight because Whoa. they really want to make it. They really want to make it work for it. I mean, better than the Sonic Four one because that was ridiculous. God, that's <sighs> that is so oh. bad. What is it like 20, 28, 24 times oh total? Oh my gosh, too that, many. Oh, it's terrible. I thought this was a lot, but I mean, this this is a very iconic fight, so. The one, the one thing I will give the Sonic Four boss over this one is that it is easier to get hits in because of the homing attack. True. Right, that's yes. true. Well, well, just look at this guy though with his anime ass like. Yes. Okay, that's <laughs> what I was gonna say. Is those legs? Maybe it's the this this time I was playing it, you know, in crisp upscaled sprites on Sonic Origins. That is just straight up like a Gundam ass leg right there. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> And also, like, the, you know, I might have mentioned it before, but seeing the planet in the background as you're fighting this boss, it really gives this a sense of scale, which is, like, awe-inspiring to me as a kid. Yes, I yeah. agree. Yeah. Again, very beautiful, the way it, the, the, I believe, don't the stars and, like, the planet kind of, like, have a, it's not true parallax, but it is animated, and it just gives it's you, moving. yes, it's so cool. It just shows you what's at stake. When yes. you fight against robotic <laughs> whole world. The, the the fate of the planet, Earth, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> and obviously it's a boss that would continue to have an ongoing presence in Sonic for years and years to come, particularly after its revival and generations. Yep. Yeah, but it's never as good as it is here, I have to say. Yeah. This is the one. <laughs> mania it's yeah well okay you know that's fun (laughs) that's really fun but i do think that like this is the best version of it being like the final boss like a lot of things in media without this original you you can't appreciate how cool it is yeah (laughs) and it is so satisfying to to get that last hit and again you kind of get another little cutscene where you know you don't have to worry about running out on your own well, yeah, Sonic's just like legging it out himself as the whole thing blows. Because I guess it causes a chain reaction when he blows up the mecha. Oh, of and course. And everything starts blowing up. And it's like, oh no, what's going to happen? And then lovely little music plays and we get a sepia tone little cutscene yep. of, of draw, little, these little lovely drawn images of Tails. Dreams come true. Kicks in. Yeah, apparently that was like a gift from Masato, Masato Nakamura, who was working on the newest album for Dreams Come True at the time. It's like, you know what? You can have a, a, one of a, a big, a new like showstopper song, 
as like the end as the ending cutscene theme. Yep. And man, it's good. <laughs> Something that would be repeated many, many years later. <laughs> Luke, we're trying to have a good time here. So, um. <laughs> well, I I have to say it for completion's oh, sake. Yeah. Can I just say, Robotnik is such a amazing villain. I love Robotnik so much, or Eggman, you know, whatever. I love him. We accept both. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I I think he might outdo himself in Sonic Three and Knuckles with the Doomsday Robot, but the fact that this giant huge threat this one of the hardest bosses in sonic period is a giant facsimile of himself (laughs) it's just wonderful like there just aren't i mean i know there are villains out there that do that a lot i don't think there are many that do it as good as our old old man dr robotnik here like the the fact that i know we we definitely like rightfully marked out when we talked about the Sonic 2 movie, but the fact that this got translated almost like pretty much verbatim into the live-action Sonic 2 movie and supersized to, you mm-hmm. know, city-sized, it's wonderful. <laughs> One of my favorite images of Tails of all time is the little sprited. I Again, I can only assume is, par- is partially like Judy's artwork of Tails yeah. with his his big old original big snoot, you know, looking, yeah. looking, looking <laughs> determined, knowing that this is his time to take the plane up. Sonic's up there somewhere. I gotta get him. <laughs> it's time to shine. And it and it varies depending on like whether you've got the Chaos Emeralds or not. What kind of ending you get? Uh, if you don't get the Chaos Emeralds, Sonic tragically perishes as he falls from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just gets caught by Tails, as you would expect, and it's really still really cool. Uh, but if you got all the Emeralds, he turns super and he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't need Tails after all so Tails wasted all his effort for getting up there but whatever it's cool yeah are the I can't remember are the eagles in this ending or is that Sonic 3 let me double check because I feel like it's different birds depending on the which one in so, uh, the one I'm watching there's eagles and that is Flickies Ah, I, I knew it was Flickies because I always remember Demon Tomatoes Dave's lyrics version oh, of this song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> look, look up at the birds up in the sky. That's a fair few Flickies. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I think of. And that's it. That's Sonic 2. We did it, everyone. It's great. I love it. If only there was a little bit more. Hmm. Yeah, well, too bad it ended there. And there was no yeah, per- perhaps if it was just a little bit longer, maybe one more zone, it would, you know, it'd be perfect. But, you know, what could have been? So that'll do it for this episode, everyone. Uh, I'm glad you're <laughs> joining us now. We're going to talk about some of the scrap content now. So as we mentioned before, and Sonic some 2, of the unscrapped content. Yes. Ooh. Well, that's the fun part. But yeah, Sonic 2 has its history. We talked about like it was going to be a, a whole different game before. So there's lots of content which didn't make it into the final game. Some of it which was barely developed. Some of it was in earlier versions because betas of this game have come out and we've and we and we've played them. We played some of these because uh, thank you, the internet has made it possible. But uh, Thanks, some Simon of why? But for a while there was a lot of mystery surrounding like some of the stuff related to. Sonic 2's development and some things were left on the cutting room floor, but the most infamous, and I'd say infamous because it's, so I'd say infamous because it made Sonic fans really mad about its existence, <laughs> there, but we're talking about Hidden Palace Zone. Now, this is the greatest mystery of the whole game. At one time, it was gonna, it was gonna, it was gonna be a level. It was gonna be for a cutscene where you get all the emeralds. It was never really truly worked out. Uh, but there have been there were tons of screenshots of it. It was in one of the early prototypes. It wasn't finished, but it was this little nice little underground level that was 
really shiny and cool and they looked like something like a Master Emerald there and everyone was wondering forever, whoa, what is this place? Why is there a Tails 1-Up box when Sonic is on screen? What's going on? <laughs> and we would eventually find out because in the 2013 remake by the tax man, because he's just like that, if you go to Mystic Cave Zone and you fall down that infamous pit, you fall into the Hidden Palace Zone as officially part of the game for the first time ever. That's pretty cool. I cannot emphasize how much of a coup this was when it happened because I remember Hidden Palace being a thing that people talked about for years and years mm -hmm. ever since that Simon Y prototype and everything. And, you know, people would still work it into the lore and stuff. Fan games. Because it was such <laughs> the, this... Yeah, and fan games. Because it was like this thing that had so much mystery surrounding it, so much intrigue and nobody like everybody knew it even if you weren't like that deep into the sonic fandom so to have it finally playable after so long is just uh, it feels good it feels really good it wasn't like it didn't have any of that like heavy lore that we all thought it were gonna have like some of us thought oh maybe it's got something to do with like the master emerald because it looks like we saw that there no that was just like a breakable item sorry yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. just something you'd break bust open just a big rock <laughs> uh, and of course there was the the you know the unused track and the sound test everyone was like what's that from is that from the hidden palace and i think maybe at one point it might have been we're not sure it, if you listen to the master the master's demo version of the track it certainly crescendos in the way that a cutscene would so, like, maybe it had something to do with that. Yeah, like, the, my understanding is that the one everybody associates with it was intended as a cutscene track. Uh, Hidden Palace music, although as we will get to later, there is, you know, there's still a bit of a legacy there, let's say. Yeah, and uh, like, what we actually have here is it uses like the Mystic Cave uh, two-player mode, and at first I was like, oh, they just used a track that's not in the main game, like the main one-player to give it something, but... I feel like it, there was in one of the early prototypes, it did actually have that track assigned to it. So maybe that's what that track was originally for before it was like given to the two-player mode. And I believe Christian actually said that the reason he used that was because he felt that it better fit the kind of prehistoric vibe of Hidden Palace as presented. I mean, if you listen to like, again, the Master's Demo version, Sounds a little caveman -y. It's got the. <laughs> <laughs> the There's also some uh, baby dinosaurs in here. Oh, I yeah. love the badniks for this, for the, the completed badniks in this version. They're so cool, the little dinos. Got a little T-Rex, a little Triceratops. Aw, oh, man. <laughs> They're so cool. And uh, is this where the, the bats are, too? It's freaking bats. Yeah, there are some bats in this one. The rotating helicopter blade bats, they are very cool. And I think they added an original bad Nick. They added like a little jellyfish guy who would show up in Sonic Mania. Yeah, in the uh, down in the water section, because this is technically another water level. And what a level it is! Haha! <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see. <laughs> and we even get an original boss out of this as well, which is really cool. 
brass Eggman as he's known. <laughs> so, <laughs> you step out with all this ancient organ looking thing, and there's Robotnik coming out with like a trumpet sort of like affixed to his Eggmobile. Yeah, and trombone. It's, yeah, it's it's great. This took this me a little bit to, a little bit to figure out the first time I played it. <laughs> it. It's such a different boss battle from literally every other one in the game. I'm I'm crossing my streams here, but I like to believe this is the same organ Robotnik played in Adventures of Sonic as well. <laughs> He's <laughs> a big, big villain. <laughs> <laughs> I am a genius. I have proof. Walk to. <laughs> oh, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's one of the cool things is in the 2013 port and in Origins, there is also a code to go to play the unfinished prototype version of Hidden Palace from these earlier prototypes that leaked out. You can still get that, and it still plays the cutscene track in the background. Still so, unfinishable. Yep. Although I, it's not actually in Origins. I checked earlier. They, they just let you get to the Hidden Palace there. I think they took it out. Horrible decision. I could be wrong. Well, a bit mean when they take things away. That's Sega. Yeah. yeah. But I, either way, it's, it, it's, it's still a very interesting curiosity all the same. Yeah. It's cool that we finally got it after all these years. Um, there are a lot of other zones, by the way, but most of them... Yeah, what did we not get? Okay, so let's get to the actual Cut Forever content. There's Sand Shower Zone, which is which many people was thought was called Dust Hill for a while, but it turns out that's just what Mystic Cave used to be called. Oh, well. Uh, also known as Sabaku, or Desert Zone. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's a desert level, and uh, people saw a screenshot in Magazine Traveler and like, oh, I want to play that. Is that in one of the prototypes? It's not. They just made a little mock-up of it, and, and it's not real. Uh, but it's a real level, designed by Brenda Ross. Uh, it never actually... But it, ne- it never happened. Well, um, sort of. But it would. The, the idea of it. Okay, so yeah, it did inspire some levels later on. Yeah, like, that one specifically did eventually... They almost tried to put a similar level called Desert Dazzle into Sonic CD, as we talked about, and that in turn would inspire Mirage Saloon from Sonic Mania. So Sand Shower did make it in the end, just not in its original form. That's fine. Oh, 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 and apparently, so we were talking about Oil Ocean, uh, Oil Ocean's music sounding a little bit Middle Eastern. Well, some people suggest that maybe that song was meant for, for Sand Shower, because, you know, it's a desert. I could see that happening, because yeah. I, I think it's because in some of the beta versions, um, Oil Ocean actually had the Casino Night two-player tune. So, maybe. See, a lot of these, I, I recognize some of these names. I did not know a lot of these details. It was very right, fascinating. I, did, uh, I went down a rabbit hole here. Because <laughs> uh, uh, Wood Zone, I always remember, because I always remember people talking about it in the little Sonic 2 guide I had when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. They were like, talking about rushing through the treetops in the Wood Zone. I was like, oh, that sounds fun. Is that in the game? It's not. But um, <laughs> It's in the Simon Y prototype. You can play it, but it's not finished. It's... It's a woody level. Um, it's got conveyor belts for some reason, but uh, yep. supposedly a past version of Casino Night. It's uh, as I put in the notes. It's like this is like the closest thing to not whole village in the actual yes. Sonic game. Maybe yeah. they looked at that when they were like coming. No, they didn't. They didn't look at the games. No. Who am I talking about? <laughs> what am I talking about? Uh, Just a coincidence. But yeah. I love how detailed that uh, the, that foliage is, though. That's great. Right? Cool. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of infamous zones. Yeah. 
<laughs> I remember seeing this name online. Okay. <laughs> so we talked about Act 3 of Metropolis Zone being, uh, the layout being taken from a, a scrap level. Originally, before someone stepped in, was like, no, you shouldn't do that. Uh, there was a level named Genocide City Zone. <laughs> oh, dear. That's what I think of when Sonic levels <laughs> uh, would quickly be changed in most concept up to Cyber City Zone, a far more acceptable, yeah. but it never happened. Per, per Sonic Retro, according to Sonic 2 level designer Tom Payne, the name Genocide City being chosen was due to the development team's not quite complete grasp of the English language. <laughs> During an interview with Payne, he went on to say the team may have been looking for a name that sounded dangerous, which resulted in the name Genocide I City. Mean, they're not they, wrong. They did accomplish the well, <laughs> I just love the idea that there were the, like, the Japanese folks in the, in the American studio were like working together on this, and like one of the American. One of the Americans came over and was like, oh, what are you working on here? Oh, my God. <laughs> and he looks at the camera <laughs> and makes a face. Well, uh, but this- I was going to say, if you want to experience genocide, you can pick up Undertale. There's a whole route based on that. <laughs> See, I was about to say, and then Cyber City Zone would make an appearance in Deltarune <laughs> Chapter 2. <laughs> oh. So I guess it did carry over in the end. Uh, apparently the, Ish. I mean, the current the concept art for this did inspire the machine in um, Sonic Spinball, also made by STI. So, Ooh, scary. So there you go. Uh, the remaining ones don't really have quite as much. It's like some of these just basically showed up as not not even levels in early versions of Sonic Two, but they you could find them kind of, but they weren't. They, there was nothing there other than like concept art or ideas. The first one is Ocean Wind Zone. There's a nice little concept art. I wish I had it on hand. Maybe Luke will probably find it. Uh, it just it basically looks a bit like an Emerald Coast sort of level. It's uh, it's somewhere around here on the internet. There he is. Oh, Look at yeah. that beeping wall. Uh-huh. Oh, very yes. Little boardwalk. Very Emerald Coast. Yes. Yeah, I was just thinking Sonic yeah, Adventure you. 1. Yeah, Yeah. But it was just a, on the concept art map, and there was some scrap remains, but there's nothing really there. Uh, uh, similarly, there was a Rock World Zone, or just Rock Zone, and uh, supposedly a past version of Sand Shower, so a past version of a track that, uh, level that didn't make it into the game, so the ultimate redundancy. Um, it's... Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, they, they we're just taking a look at the, some of these early map designs here that show off, like... All right, so we get to talk about some of the ones that are just have names now. Uh, so there's Blue Lake Zone. Kind of feels like that maybe have inspired Azure Lake Zone, who knows? Tropical Plant Zone, and most confusingly of all, Olympus. Uh, okay. Some oh, yeah. people have... Is a, is, I mean, maybe that's a hidden palace of sorts. Yeah. Uh, some people have suggested it might be that, but yeah, I was going to have Olympus in Sonic 2 in some degree. Yeah, I think this all ties in with the, uh, like... The different uh, time travel stuff where you would see a lot of the same points at different points in time. Yeah. I mean, to get that in there would be a Herculean effort, I mean, you say um, Herculean, but like like Hilltop Zone had like the, those pillars from the Hercules, so I could see it maybe possibly leading up to that. Uh, maybe. Maybe left, Recons, left yeah. over from that. Mm. Hmm. Everyone's favorite reoccurring Kingdom Hearts location. (laughs) (laughs) Sonic would fight Sephiroth. Oh, you'd have to get on the Hydra's back. (laughs) Thanks, not Danny DeVito. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway, that's all the scrap content. Uh, we spent a long time on that because there's a lot of it to talk about. Sonic 2 was a complicated thing. Uh, but that is it for the original Sonic 2 as originally presented, apart from the bits that were from the later versions. Speaking of which, uh, let's just talk about the other versions of Sonic 2. Might as well give it lip service. 8-Bit Sonic 2. We talked about it before, but it's worth mentioning because it's not Sonic 2 at all. It's Unlike Sonic 1, it's kind of its own thing. Tails is there, though. Sort of. Yeah. He's there yeah. briefly, and then never again. It's just and maybe dies. Scenes. <laughs> yeah, maybe dies. <laughs> What, what what can you? Oh, did you not know about this? No, Roomba? I didn't. What what can you play this on? I'm scared. <laughs> uh, the Game Gear and Master System. Uh, if you bought that DLC for Sonic Origins, it is uh-huh. one of the included games. Though that is not the best uh, way to play it. No, it's the, the the Game Gear version. I mean, the biggest thing is that you you can't see as far enough ahead of you, and that really uh makes some of the bosses very hard but i'm sure someone is pulling up that image of <laughs> so <laughs> don't get all the emeralds and sonic the, the, the has there are two different like versions of the ending one with a sadder version of the credits theme and sonic is like running along and as it gets closer tonight and at the end of the the credits you see this image oh of Tails. my god <laughs> <laughs> who allowed this that Tails oh. is a child <laughs> and his life was tragically cut short <laughs> and i think even um i think even sega has in some official ways i can't remember either on the social media or in some comic has like acknowledged this ending oh my god <laughs> and also yeah oh, that was that image of of tales like choking or something oh <laughs> yes <laughs> what's Oh my god. So yes, acknowledging that the bad end of Sonic 2 8 bit is the loss of <laughs> the loss of four tails. Now to be fair, and like I think we talked about it before, but in the good ending, Sonic is up there too, so I guess he died as well. Um <laughs> that's the good Jesus. ending. Okay. <laughs> this is what we had to play on like our portable and cheaper consoles <laughs> back in the day. It's like Tails fucking dies. That's what you get. <laughs> Paying for the real game. Be be better at the You're game, child. Oh I wouldn't lose sleep over this game. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did we did mention it because oh boy, is it uh extra hard, but Knuckles in Sonic 2. If you lock that yeah. lock that Sonic 2 onto your copy of Sonic and Knuckles. And it's pretty cool. It's uh it's funky, is what it is. Knuckles can cut out bits of the level by gliding and climbing and stuff, mm. but, you know, he can't jump as high and, um, you know, you're going to suffer on the last boss like we mentioned. Uh, but he does have the benefit of when you get when you use the special stages, uh, when you come back out, you'll, you still keep your rings, which yes. I know you're thinking like, but isn't that how it's supposed to be? No, we played the Mega Drive version just a few days ago. Yep. You've got to yep. get those rings back right again before if you mm-hmm. want to try, try and get the emeralds again. So Knuckles in Sonic 2 introduced that. Thank goodness. <laughs> he also has a lower ring. Uh, yeah, the, 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 re- the requirement for rings are also lower. So, yeah. Also, he's uh, his sprite in the special stages for a long time had peach arms but they fixed it eventually (laughs) so there you go that's knuckles in sonic 2 not sonic 2 and knuckles like you would think no no No. it's knuckles in which is technically true because it is knuckles in sonic 2 it's not sonic 2 with like you know all the available characters like would be the standard going forward the title screen makes it crystal clear 
that this is Knuckles <laughs> in Sonic 2. It's so funny. I love the animate. You yep. know, he pops out of the the you know the banner there and like twists his fist, and then it falls down. No options for you. Play the game. <laughs> <laughs> Always. This is the price up. you pay for the the power of knuckles. Yes. Uh, uh, there he our is. Our favorite himbo. By the way, just a quick aside here, because I feel like it's worth bringing up Boomba. How do you feel about Knuckles the Echidna? Um, so a lot of people like to compare him to me <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> um, but um, you know what? I I really enjoyed playing him in Sonic Adventure. I thought it was great. His I really liked climbing the the walls as him, and I liked that mm. he can punch things. He's just a simple guy. He just wants to protect, you know, Emerald. And I kind of do ship him with a Rouge. I guess they, they, they make a good couple. Mm-hmm. I mean, the games do that too. I saw Kex a lot of the time. So, yep. Well, that is interesting. It's worth bringing that up because um, <laughs> our mutual friend, Greenbones Dommy, we had a conversation about our playthrough. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> Dommy said, said that Boomba thinks he's a Knuckles, but he is definitely a Tails. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. Oh, legit. <laughs> called I guess. out. I do. I am. He calls me out all the time. Also, speaking of ships, I, I uh, Shadow and Amy always forever. Okay. That is you're, always... you're not the only person I know <laughs> yeah. to have that ship. That is one that, not to go off on too much of a tangent, I know we've been here for a while. That is always one that I, I think when I first encountered it, like didn't get it just because I, I was very literal back then and was like, why? I mean, they only talk that one time and now i kind of get it you get in fact kind of like it like if i'm not shipping amy with like now i'm like oh no amy and techno uh meant to be (laughs) forever and ever (laughs) i do kind of get like amy and the other one kind of for the same reason because they're also not a sonic but kind of a sonic is like amy and blaze it's like you know what amy maybe you should just give up on sonic himself and just stick with like amy needs to leave sonic (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I actually like when the dynamic of when people say like, you know what, Sonic didn't leave Amy behind. Amy outgrew Sonic. Exactly. But anyway, that's <laughs> yeah. It's going out on a, a, a tangent on on Sonic ships. <laughs> <laughs> a dangerous proposition. Sonic Origins, which is another great version of it. Uh, also, yep. Like we've talked about it all before. Sixty frames per second. Lovely new versions of the special stages. Widescreen. Widescreen. Just, just a great time all in general, and a nice little cut scene at the end that they have where you see the Death Egg falling onto Angel <laughs> Island, and you see Knuckles' eyes peeking out through the bushes. <laughs> and it's so cool. Yep. Yeah. They yep. fixed that it's one part good. Metropolis Zone, so don't worry about it. So good times. Uh, and then there's also 3D Sonic the Hedgehog 2, kind of like 3D Sonic Hedgehog 1 that we talked about in the Sonic 1 episode, made by M2. It's good. Yep. M2. Nice, nice little remake. Love those, yeah. love those people. They're great. <laughs> they do What's good work. What's the best way to experience this game, you guys think? Ooh. Which version? If you're just coming in as somebody who has never played the game and or who hasn't played it in, you know... 25 years or whatever probably the best version is just go with the one in sonic mm-hmm. origins it's you know the the differences are minor enough that unless you are completely sonic pilled like us then <laughs> you're not going to even be aware of them but like the quality of life changes and the little extra stuff they add is just too much of a positive to really like feel like it's not a good version to just 
hand to somebody and say, hey, go nuts. <laughs> and if you are a little crazy like us, I mean, there are also officially dubbed the decompilation versions of the, the Taxman mobile ports that people have completely torn apart and rebuilt to work on modern computers and et cetera, et cetera, have been ported to <laughs> every platform you can think of. And there there's lots of that. out yeah. there. But yeah, like I, I fully agree. I feel like we say this now every time it comes up is like, again, if you're not an insane Sonic fan that knows every little minute detail that could possibly be wrong, the origin versions are perfectly fine yeah yes but if you want to drag out your mega drive or genesis and play it the old way still good yep absolutely i i i will miss that save function though that's that oh, might yeah. be a deal breaker true, true. True. yeah because this is like the fun fact, the thing about this is that it is almost just as long as sonic uh one if you count like all the acts it's uh 20 instead of 19 but it does feel like it, it does go for a while because of all those different levels, it's a long game. So having that battery backup, as they called it back in the day, would be uh, quite nice. <laughs> so good old Sonic Origins. Yep. Yeah. And if you want to play with your friends, there's a website. With, I mean, there's a website. <laughs> there are perfectly legal ways of doing that, I'm sure. Wink. But, uh, it's fun to play with friends. Actually, there are perfectly legal ways. There's Steam Remote Play. There's the Switch Online version. There's oh yeah, yeah. Uh, like you could buy you could buy Origins and play over Parsec. Like there there are legitimate you know it, it's not nothing out of the box, but there are ways to legally play the game multiplayer online. I'm just glad it's so available because Sonic Two is great. In fact, that should bring us to what we're talking about here. Well, how do we feel about the legacy of this super sequel that is sonic 2 we we have already touched upon it but i mean it really is amazing that it really feels like it took everything from sonic 1 also a game i still think is very good and improved Mm -hmm. upon every tiny little aspect like oh man it is chef's kiss like (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe one of the best examples of a sequel like just being better (laughs) yeah yeah does not take away from the fact that the that uh sonic one is good but man sonic 2 is a blast i still think it kind of fumbles the ball at the end a little bit but this is still my favorite of the classic games and i will go back to it in a heartbeat just for like getting that rush from the early stuff i haven't played sonic 2 front to back in quite a long time and after getting to do it uh, through the Origins collection this week, preparing for this episode, I have to say, like Sonic Two is actually better than how I remember it being. And and to be fair, there's some quality of life updates and stuff in the Origins version, but still, overall, it is such a well created game. With you know, we've talked about it, the aesthetics, the level design, the music, the new features like the Spin Dash and Supersonic and stuff like that. Remembering how I used to play it, like on the GameCube Mega Collection, and then like now playing it on the PC and you know, quality of life stuff aside, just the core gameplay is still so fun. And yeah, like I said earlier, it's better than how I imagined it and remember it. <laughs> how are you feeling about it, Boomba, having re-experienced it the same way you played it as a kid <laughs> just recently? I mean, I feel like this podcast is like a very good example. I mean, you guys versus mine, my level of gamer or just like the Sonic knowledge and fandom is so different Yet we can all come together. I played this when I was 
seven uh last time and then i played it again a few days ago and i'm not seven anymore <laughs> and um i was smiling ear to ear it was i was like back in my childhood i think we can all agree it's a lovely game and it makes anyone happy i think because <laughs> it's made with a lot of heart and you can you can tell for sure Mm-hmm. Great game to have a co-op experience with, and by co-op I mean one player plays it, and the other one gets to <laughs> pretend that they're contributing. Now you did a little bit; you killed you killed some of the bosses, <laughs> just as Mark Cerny intended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the legacy of Sonic Two is just about everything that new to this is still in the Sonic franchise in some way or another. Yep. I, I think we we touched on it mostly as like <laughs> everybody remembers that one casino level from Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> like uh. Sonic really did start with Sonic 1, but I think he really got off to a running start here with this game. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yep, and they would carry forward. I mean the the pseudo 3D special stages like Blue Spheres definitely seems like a, you know, an evolution of the half pipe. And yeah, like this is where Supersonic and Tails and those both those aspects would just go forward and stay strong and, and like I I cannot imagine the Sonic franchise without Tails. Like he is without question the most important addition from this game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And 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 like you've you've noted here, like this kind of became the basis for like a lot of Sonic media. Like uh, the Archie comics took a lot from the the Saturday morning Sonic show, but like Adventures is very much like a Sonic Two inspired show with Sonic and Tails against Robotnik and his bad guys. And oh man, it's it's just cool. Like th- this this was my first Sonic game and was my introduction and my understanding of Sonic as a a character and a just a guy. I don't want to say franchise because that was not a word I knew as a kid but just just a thing a world this was the introduction to sonic's world (laughs) for me yeah the the phenomenon of sonic really started here for me too like i i love sonic one but this is the one where i was like oh no i'm actually i think i might be a this is i'm never letting this go (laughs) (laughs) this is this is this is in me forever man i accept the brain worms (laughs) <laughs> what a great game to play all the way through and by which i mean go onto level select and jump to the last level and be like what the <laughs> f- just happened uh, we never mentioned that part when we were talking through all the levels uh, a lot of us might have experienced death egg zone by using the level select Absolutely. because it's really cool <laughs> and yeah. then using using debug mode to give myself 100 million billion rings so yep. i can actually <laughs> had a chance of finishing that's it. how i played it on the mega collection <laughs> that's Sonic 2, everyone. Yeah. Good game. Great game. It's all right, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Yeah, it just right, might be. It's, all right. It's fine, I guess. Yeah. Let's turn the lights off and get out of here. <laughs> We've been here for a while. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's it for this particular episode. Uh, if you want to find us on the internet, you can find me at full oh, oh wait we're doing it in the wrong order Whoops, <laughs> I keep forgetting. jake why don't you lead sorry i've been leading this episode a lot because i wrote this outline why don't you take it the next bit <laughs> sure yeah. thing uh well we have had a wonderful discussion about sonic 2 today and i think that's gonna wrap it up for us and if you would like to interact with us online at all you can find us on all the different socials you can find me on most of the socials as rock the jake and you can find me on twitch as mr rock the jake 
Uh, you can find me on most social media sites as Cyberlink420. You can find me around the internet as Game Buddy, sometimes with a one, two, three at the end. And you can find me on Twitter for now at <laughs> Great Job Jeremy. That's G R and the number eight. Wherever you, wherever you are on the internet, you might find me at Falero. That's F-A-U-L-E-R-R-O. Love that jingle. Mm-hmm. What about you, Boomba? Um, you can find me as Legend of Boomba, both on Twitter and Twitch, and you will see me lose my mind. I'm playing Sonic 3D for the first time, all these games. Ooh. They're, they're making me crazy. All right. <laughs> please, please tell me you're playing the director's cut. Uh, yes. yes. Okay. Ooh, okay. Excellent. excellent. <laughs> I was worried for a moment there. We are, we, we have cemented ourselves as Sonic 3D director's cut evangelists. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. With, with a certain mods in place too. My, my friends told me. Right. Even better. Even better. <laughs> yep. Special thanks, as always, to Amy Waters for the use of our theme song from the album Gotta Go Slow. You can check out more of her work on Bandcamp and YouTube. Uh, You can also find her on Twitter and Instagram. And please remember to subscribe, review, share, comment, uh, just all the different interactions you can have with the podcast, either on YouTube or on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, We mentioned it. Um, I can't remember if we mentioned at the start of the episode or during our pre-talk, but we do look at the comments on YouTube and we very much enjoy it. Like, uh, we were talking about the person who noted that we always say Chris Thorndike whenever we mention that character. Yeah. We, never, we, we never say the first name. We say the full uh, Christian name of that little child. Because we've already got a Chris and that's me. <laughs> there, there's a Chris pecking order. Yes. That's On our next episode, we are going to talk about the Sega Dreamcast, Uh, not specifically Sonic Central theme, but Sonic was arguably a very huge portion of that console. So it's going to be a really fun discussion. Yeah, basically, November 27th of this year is the 25th anniversary of the Sega Dreamcast. So we want to do talk a little bit more broadly about our memories of the system and all of the cool stuff it did, all the maybe some of the, you know, areas where it maybe could have done a little bit better but we've got some big surprises lined up for that episode in particular it's not gonna lie this one's going to be real interesting and you guys are going to want to tune in for it yes absolutely as we branch out of just sonic to sonic adjacent things as we sort of dip our toes into things that are sonic e and maybe we can use those and used to do this more often but anyway yeah let's carry on <laughs> But as you look forward to that, today we're going to sign off. I have been Rock the Jake. I'm Cyberlink. I'm Game Buddy. I'm Falero. And I'm Boomba. I may not know the whole story behind this, but perhaps it's better that way. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Did I use that one before? Ah, just no. <laughs> <laughs> this has been The Hill is Always Greener, and we'll see you on the other side. 